This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge, and uh, this, of course, is the Chelsea Fancast, as I said. Uh, the show that is very happy that we uh, got through to the next round of the FA Cup without any problems. So there you go. And uh, I have with me, of course, the legend in his own lunchtime, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hey, up. How are you, lad? I'm all right, thanks. Lovely to be on the show. Uh, yeah, pretty good, thank you. It's yeah. good to beat a bunch of northern wankers, isn't it? Yeah, aye, aye, aye. Um, should be speaking in a Lancashire accent, shouldn't aye, we? Aye, lads, aye. Hey, up. Hey, up. Hey, up. Yeah, it was an interesting game, wasn't it? It was uh, It was uh, the old cliche, game of two halves, wasn't it, eh? But, it was um, very nice to see you. I mean, I enjoyed your hospitality. It's good uh, fun, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like your new friends who you sit with. They're all really lovely people. Yeah, nice guys. You Very know, good. The view is absolutely excellent. I, and I love the photograph that you took of us. That we're both laughing. I, 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 it's, it so needs a caption, that photograph. Like, what were we laughing at, you know? What I love is the fact that there are three people behind us laughing as well. I don't know what they're laughing at. but uh, right. they're, they're laughing at us laughing. I don't know. No, I, don't. I don't know. Anyway, who, who else have we got on the show tonight, Jonathan? Oh, Oh, he, oh, he's good. Oh, oh, hang on. She's back. Here she is. Look. Oh, 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 hello. Oh, Where is come she? On. Come on. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, We're doing the show, her. sweetheart. I'm about to introduce our guest. Yeah. I can't. I, you just have introduced our guest by the looks of it. I haven't. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. What do you want, my darling? Found you found it. Oh, good. Well done. Well done. Thank you, my darling. Well done. She found Doodoo. Oh, good. okay. Well, you, you, we should oh, find Doodoo whenever you can. We could thank you for it. Yes, it's always a good idea. Um, uh, uh, the, well, the show is in his hands when you and I shuffle off, Chidge, just without any shadow. Oh, is that a clue? Yeah, it is a clue. Okay. Is, of course. And another clue, he, he, um, 
he fronts uh, went to Moe King's Meadow. That's another uh, another good clue. And um, uh, uh, a man of uh, of uh, competence and wit and uh, very good fun and, um, uh, and great knowledge of our team and uh, typical of everybody we have on this show who is a uh, man top of his game, top banana. It is, of course, Mr. Dean Mears. Whoop! Evening, Chiz. Evening, JK. How you doing? Very good to see well, you. Yeah, you. very good. I, I would add to the, uh, the the bigging up of Dino, JK, that the man whose wit is drier than my uh, homemade cider. Ooh. You know, because he definitely is. Hey, how you been, Dino? I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, been well. Good. Been busy. Um, doing lots of bits and pieces. Uh, started some football scouting, which is fun. Have you? That sounds yeah. interesting. Tell me more. Uh, well, I did some online courses with the Professional Football Scouts Association. Yes. Wow. Uh, and then they do match reports for different clubs, mainly in non-league. And then uh, Hartlepool looking for some London-based scouts. And I'm doing some work with Hartlepool United at the minute. Hartlepool. Yeah. Bloody hell, does mate. This mean, does this mean that you are your knowledge of players is now second to none on the fan cast does this mean you look for different things from us are you when we say things about players are you thinking the poor fool he knows nothing i know all about well, what's it. new about that what's new about that that's true <laughs> well you already think jackson's good enough for non-league so i've recommended nicholas jackson to them uh, <laughs> absolutely thank you thank you i don't just... say that they'll all descend upon you dino they descend they'll descend like a a flock of 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 Foxy seagulls will descend upon you. This uh, this is worrying me, Dino. You, you're going to be way too qualified to do this show. Yes, he will. Because you're going to actually know something about football. I'm worried. <laughs> Just like the fan cast, is all unpaid. So. <laughs> Touche. Boom, boom. All right. On that, uh, that's put me back in my place, hasn't it? Right. So I think we should get on with it. Um, as ever, uh, don't uh, forget you can listen to the show live. Every Monday and Friday, of course, at around 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is M-I-X-L-R, and it is chelsea-fancast.mixlr.com. And, of course, if you do, you will join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you lovely people do. Plenty of people in there tonight, as always. And uh, and you can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. Uh, and uh, talking of the live chat room, uh, there's a, a way you can kind of do this 24-7. Um, and we have a Discord group um, where many of the people that you'll find in the Mixler chat room on a Monday and a Friday congregate and they do talk about the football during the matches and in between. And, and they're, they're really lovely. And I, I thought the lovely thing about it is it, it's, I mean, you know, it gets heated occasionally. We're passionate about Chelsea, obviously, but uh, it's actually quite respectful. People are mindful of... Uh, you know, of, of of not being a twat, basically. And uh, if somebody is, it gets pointed out rather quickly. Uh, anyway, uh, the best way uh, to join this, the only way to join this, of course, is if, if you are one of our wonderful, lovely... If I could, I would wrap you up in little cotton wool and hide you in a secret cupboard forever. The lovely people who are the Chelsea Fancast Patron members, and or Patreon, if you like. Um, uh, and they're lovely. They're brilliant. And they, you, get, as I said, automatically you get to be a Discord member. Well, I say automatically. You have to ask me, and I give you the link. But uh, you do that by bunging us a few quid, a few shekels every month, which keeps me uh, off, you know, out of trouble or in trouble. I'm not quite sure which yet, but either way, it's very welcome. Um, of course, you can also get a mini Kerry Dixon banner 
you know, a, a replica of the of the one that hangs in the Matthew Harding end. So there we go. Um, eventually, when I put them in the post, anyway, that's for sure. Uh, right, patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast if you want to do that. Right, in a minute, we will be talking about uh, Preston North Ended, Chelsea Fancast number 1097. You are so clever, Chidge. Why am I so clever? Preston North ended. Clever. Just simple but genius. Very good. I was struggling. I was struggling for a title. You know, I thought, because I wasn't really, I mean, do you know what, actually? This is kind of a really funny and a good way to start. And by the way, just for those of you who don't think we're on the ball, um, I have got the, uh, the Sky Sports app open waiting for the cup draw. Which is on, isn't it? I mean, I don't know when it's on, but it's imminent, isn't it? So I'll keep an eye out on that to see who we get. But, um, yeah, I kind of... Uh, I had a lovely day on Saturday. I, do, do you know what? It was kind of odd, in a way, because I didn't feel any pressure. I actually sat there enjoying the game. I didn't really have to... I didn't feel... It's because you, your hospitality is so lovely. I felt looked after, you know, so I didn't have to, like, worry about anything or think about anything. I didn't take any notes. I didn't, like, you know moan about people not singing and and st- have to start so i just i just thought no no i i can't i i, I can't swear because i'm with jk and his posh mates um i can't sing because nobody does and you look a bit you know they look like, look at you like you're a weirdo so i thought no i'll just sit here pretty much in the front row in the east middle and just enjoy jonathan's company and his friends and watch the game so therefore when i got home i thought oh, i've got no idea for a title for the show what the fuck am i gonna do so I was a bit stuck, actually, and then it just came to me, J.K. Preston oh. North ended. Oh, wow. Yeah, Seemed to be perfect for the occasion. Did it descend in a kind of physical way? Did you find it taking it taking um, kind of 3D, 3D presence around you? What, are you sitting next to you? No, 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 the, the title of the, uh, of the show. No, it just came to me. It just it came, came to me. To... I think it might have been sitting on the cars, actually. That's where my best creative work is ah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. Um, anyway, as you will well know, and uh, apologies, Dino, because he'll be about 10 minutes telling us this, but uh, um, what he won't be, I can promise you this, is he won't be laborious in the first half like Chelsea were. JK, I, I wondered on reflection, um, and also as an adjunct to that, I, I was actually quite moany in the first half, wasn't I? I think I turned around to you at one stage and said, do you know what, JK? I think I say though Moises and Dizazi are quite shit, aren't they? And you kind of chuckled. And you also, you said um, you were very rude about Sterling as well. Very, very rude about What's that, him. What did I say about him? Yeah, very. Okay, let's not go there. Uh, anyway, no. um, go, go no. back go back to the point. <laughs> they were laborious in the first half. I wondered on reflection if they had been complacent in that first half, if they had taken Preston North End a bit lightly. What do you think with a bit of reflection? No, no. I just think they were they were poor. I think they couldn't deal with the um, organisation. He organised them well, their manager, and it, it was like uh, the usual. They're just incapable of dealing. Well, I think 
I think, as I said to you at the time, I said we're missing Connor. Connor's energy is so uh, such a plus, such an obvious. For them, I even think just for them, I think it, it, it brings them more into it. I mean, you could say Casido was... Casado was um, was competent, wasn't he? They didn't really have an up. They didn't shoot much. I think they had a shot after twenty minutes. That was the first shot. So he's doing his job. He's just not making us look, you know, a positive influence. It's like just keeping it at a kind of of incompetent level. Um, I'm not quite sure what what Fernandez does in those situations. He just runs around like a mad thing. Um, I think the major thing was running into running into cul-de-sacs, which Sterling did with great regularity. Um, and uh, and also the anonymity of Palmer was very weird because he was also playing further back. It's interesting, whenever they put him in an advanced position, um, he, he tends to express himself better or somebody else is doing the work for him and he can then just slot in behind them. But there was nothing working in the first half at all. We, it was just like a repeat of every every poor, poor situation that we've played against Premier League teams who are worse than us who've just defended better but in many instances they've scored by getting us on the break when we've given the ball away we gave the ball away a lot in in lots of situations where uh, a premier league side would have punished us but they they're not a premier league they're a championship league and they they would then we got the ball back pretty easily on a couple of occasions when big mistakes had been made but yeah i felt that the pattern was the same desazi just looks uncomfortable playing right back um, and is clearly but better better prospect as a centre back. Um, Cole will look better because he played centre half and he's clearly a decent player. But he's still, I don't think, I think he's learning as a left back. But I'd rather we didn't have him there. Um, uh, can I just, by the way, just to, uh, divert quickly from this to say I was intrigued how Unkunku's um, slight tweak from the week, which allowed him to be on the bench, was suddenly magnified by some dick on X on Twitter as a three-week hip injury, which had never been mentioned by Poch and never mentioned by anybody. But what I hate about social media is the way people latch onto something and believe it just because one person has said so. In the same way, somebody at the weekend put, Jordan Henderson could make a surprise return for Chelsea. I mean, that's just complete and utter made up shit, isn't it? The expression could make, the word could is so important. And yet instantly our fan base melts down at the idiocy of the club. And it just absolutely, I mean, no, you shouldn't, I don't pay any attention to it. It just makes well, me. Well, you clearly do because you're riled well, by it. Well, I know I'm, I, I do, but I'm, I'm only, what riles me is <laughs> the fact that it, it causes the club to be held in disrespect when it hasn't made those decisions yeah. and they're not happening. Yeah. That's all it is. It's It turns the screw. The number of people who say, oh, I've had it with this club with their stupid decisions based purely on a rumour, which is probably the reason that somebody's made the rumour up in the first place. But, but um, this is Martin Wickham's theory, isn't it? Yeah. yeah the, One of his like, many conspiracy theories. It's like an agent provocateur, isn't yeah. it? Somebody yeah. somebody decides to do it. But anyway, I, I, felt, I felt the first half was just our usual... In incapacity, no, I didn't think I didn't think it was um, uh, uh, that they were complacent. I just did not think they had it in them at to it. break them down. They weren't. Well, that's that's true. And I thought you make an excellent point. Uh, I'm going to ask somebody who, unlike me and you, J.K., we now know actually technically does know about football in a minute. But I, I thought they. I thought to be fair to Preston. I mean, J.K. is not not wrong at all. We we are, we we are hopeless trying to break down organised sides. But I thought they did a good job. 
Um, they were basically playing 5-4-1, but the, the, the five at the back was when they were out of possession and they went to three at the back with possession. Uh, and it just it just kept us going side to side and they kept us at arm's length. I thought Brozier was isolated. Palmer was too deep. And we just we just couldn't really find a way, I thought, in that first half. Is that a, a fairly technical summary of what happened? I, 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 I prepared to be marked out of 10 for it. I think it is, but I also think that we did a bit better than you sort of given us any credit for. Um, I mean, Sterling had good chances. Cole Palmer had a good chance that Enzo mm. put him through at the top. Um, should have scored. And let's not forget, you know, this is Preston's cup final. They are going to give everything in the first half not to be 3-0 down and out of the game. They're going to want to be in the match, which they were. Um, and you only have to see their reaction afterwards at losing 4-0. I mean, the fans were dancing uh, in the shed end, uh, losing 4-0. So um, it's always going to be difficult when you're up against a lower league team you know, with their backs to the wall to create loads of good chances. In the second half, they had to come out a little bit more. And then that quality shone through from Chelsea in the end. But you know, I thought we made chance in the first half. And the half-time, I was thinking, we'll just carry on doing what we're doing because the goal is going to come. Uh, and... You know, and Chelsea hasn't felt like that in a long time, but this match did feel like the quality was going to show, uh, and it did. Um, and I think perhaps we were maybe expecting a bit too much too soon uh, from the team. Yes, they could have played the ball a bit faster, but they still created a lot of chances uh, to score a goal and probably should have been 2 up at half-time. We did also say, Chidge, didn't we, that we felt that they would get knackered, that they yeah. couldn't keep... Well, as it, as it proved, really. And it proved it, really. It yeah. did. I mean, you know, the point I was... Ma- I mean, I, I, you know, I, if I was to, to summarise the first half up... Uh, if I was to summarise the first half up, I would say it was frustrating, Dino. And, and you know, I think that's what I meant when I had a dig at Moises and Enzo, actually. And and JK said, well, I know, I, you know, I expect far much more for the money we've spent on them. I said, actually, I, I don't... I don't care really about the money. I don't. I don't think that's relevant. That, yeah. I think. I think the thing that bugs me uh, is that I don't think that they impose themselves on a game or take it by the scruff of a neck. Now, in a way, that's also saying the same thing. It is kind of saying, well, I expect them to be able to do that for the money we pay. Well, I expect them to do that for the quality of players they're supposed to be. And I think the same actually. I think that accusation could probably be even more accurately laid at Sterling's door. You know, this is a man with huge experience, a lot of international caps, won lots of trophies, but he never, he flits in and out. I mean, he, you know, I thought he was, you know, frustratingly poor in the first half. And of course, then he goes and makes us all look stupid by scoring an absolutely worldy free kick like he did against Wolves. But, you know, I, I expect a player of that stature to take the game by the struff of a neck and really impose himself. And I never really see Moises, Enzo and, and Sterling do that. I mean, where do you sit with that? You know, I would agree with that. I think the player that we're going to look to for that is going to be Cole Palmer. Um, and if we're going to criticise anyone for not doing that, maybe it should have been him in this game. Well, he uh, should have scored, shouldn't he, with that goal that he flicked wide? Should yeah. Um, I don't think Sterling's ever done it for City uh, or Liverpool in his career. He's not been that player. Uh, Enzo should probably be more... He's the creative one of the midfield. Uh, should be on the ball a lot more. And then I think Moises is the one that's, you know, a bit like Kante under... Uh, sorry, you know, nipping in, winning the ball and giving it off to the players that create for you. Um, I think Enzo's too slight at the minute for the for, you know, English football. I mean, I was going to say Premier League, but Preston aren't a Premier League team. Um, 
I don't know, they need Conor Gallagher with them, I think, to babysit them and, and do the running around for them. And when there's not that player doing that dirty work, I think they, they can be found out, especially against better opposition. I, I do think to be in their mitigation, Dean, that they're I think they're both carrying injuries actually. I mean we know we know Enzoi's got en, Enzoi. Enzo's Enzoid. got a, I got a kind of conflated Moises and Enzoi. Enzo did it again. Um it's catching. Um I think that Enzo's got, you know, that issue with his groin or something and Caicedo was, you know, I I do think they're carrying injuries, and I don't think that could be helping. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but there we go. Um, I don't think the same could be said of Dizazi, um, who actually was he was playing as a centre back, J.K. because Gilchrist was on the right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. But uh, yeah. again, I said this to you during the match. It was actually I have to say it was lovely sitting next to J.K. It's like doing the show, but sitting and watching the match. It was like quite bizarre, really. But um, I don't think he ever looks entirely comfortable on the ball. Uh, Dizazi. I mean, he, he just worries me. I mean, he's a big old unit, which we kind of need in a, in a team that really lacks big old units. But hmm, I do, I do worry about his ability on the ball. There we go. I've said it. What do you think? Me? No, I was asking Dean actually, but you can chime yeah. in if you want. No, no. On, I Dean. could just sit here and talk to the ether. I don't mind. You know, I've got, I've got a pint of cider to drink. I'll be As fine. As a scout, Dean, what do you think of Dizazi? I wrote him off after four games. <laughs> That's even quicker than J.K. Yeah. would. What's going on? <laughs> no good on the ball whatsoever. Yeah. Um, he made mistakes in those opening four games. I think led to four goals uh, conceded. Um, he's, he's got a touch of the, the Rudigers in terms of steaming into a challenge and uh, he can win the ball in the air, but without the quality you need on the ball when you're a team that's going to have the ball for large periods of the game when he's going to be getting off the goalkeeper and trying to play it forward. Just seems a bit nervous and he looks like a defender that would do really well for a team like Everton where they sit on the edge of the box and he can just head the ball away time after time, not have to worry about dealing with it. Um, you know, it's, it's what I've written about in CFC UK is money spent on players that could be done by academy. You know, Colwell could, should be the centre-half in the team. Thought he looked uh, a lot better as the centre half actually in the game. I don't know what you both thought about that. Yeah, well he More is comfortable. A um I know he doesn't like Matson, clearly. Yeah, he must do. He'll be he, gone yeah. uh, in January. It's just sort of frustrating spending this money on players and we've let go of Tamori Gurhi. These players should be sort of their backup options to you know, your world class Thiago Silvers. Or uh, for Farner, I like very much as well uh, when he's not injured. Which is like all um, the time. Yeah, and I've, in CSUK, I've added up five players and 168 million. I think you could have brought Harry Kane with that. Um, would we be talking about the same season this season with a striker like that? Probably not. Yeah, would he have come to Chelsea, though, of course? That would have been, you know, that would have been a tough move for him, given his, his Spurs. And considering we had no Champions League. Yeah. Exactly that, and basically he wanted to win trophies, which is why he left Spurs. So, you know, I think we couldn't really promise him that. I mean, it's a good point you make, Dina. I mean, I would, I would, I would state just as a point really that that it wasn't this regime that let go of uh, Gahey and Tamori, of course, uh, but they have ignored Chaloba, who you know there was. I remember that period um, under Tuchel when we didn't lose a game when Trevo started. So. He's not too bad, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I know he's also injured, which doesn't help, but I don't think he was getting much of a look in anyway because they spent all that money on Dizazi and Badishil and uh, Fafana. It's a bit odd, isn't it? 
However, I mean, I know we've mentioned Colwell, and I did think he looked more comfortable as, as a centre-back, but JK and I were purring, purring at Malo Gusto again, who he was excellent on the left. Of course, he, he, he put in another fine cross and assist for Brozier's header, which we'll talk about in part two. Um, but he's even better on the right. I mean, I think the point I made to you, JK, at the time was, you know what? He's the one player that we've bought who right now looks as though he w- he is good enough to have played in most of our sides for the last 20 years. And I don't think there are many players, silver probably, but there are not many players in this current team that you could say that about that would get in. I'm not sure he'd get in. I think he'd be... Uh, Why not? Aspie did for ages. Paolo Ferreira played right back for ages. Brenner Ivanovic played right back for ages. I think he's no no better or worse than them. I think Branner was... Uh, uh, Sharper in the tackle. Well, Branner's like Dizar- what Branner was like what you would want Dizarzi to be. He's a centre back who could play right back. Per- Paolo Ferreira and uh, and Aspie were right backs, weren't they? Proper right backs. Yes, yes, yes. It's tricky, isn't it? Trying to work out who would it's, play where. For it's really hard. You just like you know you can't compare really. But I think he last night said the only members of the Arsenal side who would get in. The Arsenal side to get into our side now would be Havertz and Jorginho, and what they meant was that that was the level that Havertz and Jorginho played at, because everybody else in the Arsenal side was better than us. Um, it was, I watched the Arsenal game last night. It was they remarkable. Were good. They were very um, good. Arsenal were great. Can't except, finish. Got mugged off. Yes, for the poor, poor, strange, limping old lady at centre forward called Kai Havertz. My goodness me, how dreadful was he! We saw a Chelsea performance there. It was absolutely mirror-like for everything that we've seen of him. Much as I don't want to talk about Arsenal, I actually watched the game because I was absolutely knackered. I'd spent most of the day on the allotment and I, I was unable to move and run away from the TV when Liverpool and Arsenal came on. So I was kind of like stranded there having to watch it. I tell you what, I thought Odegaard is a fucking good player. My God. that's what a That's what a kind of a you know, box-to-box midfielder should look like. He was everywhere. He got in tackles. He never lost the ball. He had bite. He had guile. What a fucking player, JK. He didn't He didn't chew, pull the trigger on a couple of occasions. Yeah, true he... enough. But I think he's a super no, player. No, he's a great player. I agree completely. They've got some very good players yeah. and they play very well. They just cannot... They, they've got our problem. They haven't got a striker. They haven't got somebody... And oh, them. how we laughed. Yes, indeed. We did. Exactly. Now, Dino had his, had his hand up a minute ago. What did you want to say, Dino? I just want to do the draw because it's just oh, been made. Oh, right. Fuck. Is it? Well, oh, is it? Oh, God. I, I, oh, my. Oh. Oh, 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 Naughty, naughty, naughty. No, it's not Millwall. Uh, and sadly for uh, my mate John Gordon, he wanted uh, he wanted Wigan rather cheekily because, uh, of course, he thinks they're going to beat United. I wanted Wrexham at home. But it is, in fact, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a home draw. Um... And that'll be tough. But you never know. When is it? Do you know, anybody know when it is? Do you know when it is, Dino? Um, I'm not sure. I'll look on the app now. So just I think it's the end it. of January, isn't it? We've got the winter break, haven't we? Weekend after next. And then I think the weekend after that is FA Cup again. Yeah, weekend of the 27th, 28th. Yeah. It would have been so nice to have drawn a, you know... A, a small Maid- side. Maidstone or someone like that, you know. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? You know, I, I, yeah, I hate getting Premier League clubs. It's not what the FA Cup's all about at all. But hey, it could be worse because Spurs have got Man City. 
Well, there we go. Villa at home. Well, they'll have to turn up, won't they, Dean? Yeah, Gary Mabbott's doing the draw as well. Yeah, and he's pulled out Man City for Spurs. He won't be popular. So, yeah. what? Uh, any other big ties? Yeah, I've, I've, they're all rolling in. They're all rolling in now. I'm sorry, I got so interested in what we were all talking about. I took my eye off the ball. Watford versus Southampton, Blackburn versus Wrexham, Bournemouth v Swansea, West Brom versus Brentford or Wolves, uh, West Ham or Bristol City versus Forest or Blackpool, Leicester versus Hull or Birmingham, Sheffield versus Coventry, Chelsea, Aston Villa. Ipswich v Man, uh, Maidstone United. There you go. They got Maidstone. Liverpool v, v Norwich. Oh, it's all gone a bit weird. I don't know what's happened there. Anyway, you get the gist. We're not going to sit and read them all out. You can find it somewhere else. Um, well, is, that, is that all you wanted to say, Dean? I can't remember what the context was and what we were talking yeah, about. I was just coming in to say that... All right. Been... You're trying to wake me up. To, and it didn't yeah. work at all. Um, I mean, we are talking about Gusto, but uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we talked about Palmer boys and and, and I, I, I don't know why he was anonymous I think maybe he was being marked and I think maybe he was playing too deep really um you know I, I and, and they you know it was four in midfield five at the back it's it's pretty stifled there we were quite frustrated with Brozier weren't we we felt he was very isolated and rather clumsy he just looked like he did, looked like he didn't know how to play football that was the really bizarre thing and I thought I think I moaned about Mudrick uh, really being of low football intelligence. He just doesn't really make intelligent runs. But to be fair, they weren't making intelligent passes to him either, were they, JK? He did a couple of decent things where he, he, he got there first. Um, I just felt they could have used him more often. Uh, except, as you say, I think they were, they were, they were strongly uh, aware of his presence. Um, uh, I, 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 I thought it was interesting the way that, um, I mean, last week, uh, Potch said that um, that Broyer needed somehow to get rid of the the gremlin. Didn't express it like that, but the, uh, the, well, it was, it was the forget the, the forget gremlin, about his injury. His injury yeah. being the gremlin, yeah, and well, it was still hanging around. And then he said after the game, um, his body language needs to improve, and he needs to smile and be happy. Yeah, he's clearly under a bit of pressure. He is because when he came off, he, he when he was substituted, he just looked so miserable. And you thought, hang on, you've scored for yeah, goodness' sake! It's a very good goal, well, we, you know. We're, we're going to get, and then he did it again, you know. I know we're going to get to that in part two because it was it really. I mean, Brozier almost mirrored Chelsea's performance. I thought you know pretty horrible in the first half, and then very good in the second. Now, um, before we go to a break, uh, the new CFC UK is out. I know this because not only did I pick up a copy for me, but I got one for JK. Did, did you read it, JK? He's got it with him. How about that? And it's got the amazingly brilliant Steve Jones, ex of the Sex Pistols, on the front cover. So there you go. Um, of course, you know where to get it. It's uh, available every home match uh, at the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway, where you can say hello to Marco and DJ and everybody else who congregates there. But if you are not lucky enough to get to a match, do not worry. You can also subscribe annually uh, by doing the following. You email fanzine at cfcuk.net and... Uh, say i want to subscribe to your fine uh fanzine and it will cost you 20 quid uh in the uk 45 quid in europe 60 quid in the rest of the world and if you want a digital copy rather than a you know a hard copy then it's uh six quid for a year and uh, a pound each and of course you pay via power paper the other thing we should say of course is it's the uh it was the two it's the 250th and uh, 250th edition that's come out this week, and uh, it's 25 years since uh, Dave started editing it. So 
that is quite some achievement. Now, I I know somebody who will appreciate this more than most because, of course, uh, our very own Dean uh, has his own fanzine, don't you? Yeah, the King's Mellow Chronicle, the women's version of CFC UK. Mm. Up to issue eight, so a long way to go to catch up with CFC UK. Yeah, I mean, 25 years, mate. Fucking hell. I mean, I thought I thought we were, you know, 16 years for us in a couple of months' time, but 25 years, is that is that is an achievement. How old will you be in 25 years' time? Um, I'll be 57. So you'll still be younger than me. That makes me really fucking... T- that's, I, that I'm, I'm distressed by that. Sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. I know you're one of the young ones, but, you know, that's amazing. Dave, Dave's been at this for 25 years. It's quite an achievement because fanzines, as you know, are a dying breed. Most most fanzines are going the way of the pair. Everybody's just going, oh, fuck it, let's do it digitally. So it's it, it's quite something. to. Pre- How hard is it for you to put that together, your your edition? Yeah, it's, it's stressful and I appreciate leaving DJ to the last minute when I'm writing my own now. Um, yeah. We're waiting for all these to come in to fill the blank pages you've got uh, waiting to go. Um, and then there's always the stress that the printers are going to mess it up or it's going to be printed wrong. Uh, you don't get it on time for a match. Uh, and I know DJs like home and away every match you know, with the fanzines and it's you know, a lot of standing outside in the cold uh, watching people walk past asking where the official programs are. Uh, stuff like that. So up kind your, of up your arse, mate, is what my yeah. reply would be. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, yeah, on the flip side of that, you get to meet lots of people uh at games, you become regular faces with with people that are going, and you get to say what you want to say without the club having any input on it whatsoever, mm. uh, which I know DJ loves. Apart from when, apart from when he gets taken to court by Ken Bates, but then, or no, it's the other way round. Actually, he took Ken to court, didn't he? <laughs> Sued him, and he, and he won. Yeah, and what did he? What did he want in damages? A pound. Only a pound. That's right. There's a brilliant uh, cartoon of it somewhere anyway. But well done, Dino. Where can they get your fanzine? Uh, so I have it at sort of most home games for the women and then you can get it online at kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. Lovely. There we go. Keep up the good work, Dino. Uh, and at this juncture, I usually give a right old wholehearted plug for the Chelsea pitch owners, of course, um, who basically own the freehold to the stadium and they own the name Chelsea FC. So... Uh, if you have a share, a CPO share, then that means you get a say in whatever might happen to the stadium because they're pretty fundamental to all of that. Only Chelsea has this. No other Premier League club has a vehicle like this. So it actually puts um, you know, some real clout in the hands of, of dyed-in-the-wall proper supporters The you know, on the whole, apart from whoever Bruce gerrymandered it in the last time allegedly uh anyway um they're about 110 quid for an electronic share 175 quid for um a framed share signed by a chelsea player so if you want one of those you go to the chelsea website search for chelsea pitch owners easy right we will be talking about uh, more about the second half in part two of the uh, preston north end chelsea game Cheech. jk in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course, this is the Chelsea Fancast, and uh, we've got Mr. Jonathan Kidd, my uh, benefactor and host Hello. on Saturday. Hello, everybody. Good to see you, old Bean, and uh, one of our favourites on the show, Mr. Dean Mears, who does a very fine job, doing a better job than me when I'm away on this here show, don't you, Dean? Well, some might say. I disagree. But... <laughs> we were... You're welcome to your view. You're welcome to your view. Right, boys. Um... You know, uh, it gets uh, a bit better in the second half, doesn't it? It was a real curate's egg of a performance in a way. But uh, what we didn't know at the time, but uh, seemed to be very obvious on reflection, JK, was apparently Poch gave them the hairdryer. And I have to say, it was much needed, but it was also rather effective. I didn't know that. I um, just thought they Colwell said, said that they, he basically gave them the hairdryer at half the time. Wow. wow. What do you think of that? What styles did he give them? It was a Vidal Sassoon style. Was it? It was, was. It? Yeah. yeah. With a Vidal Sassoon branded hairdryer. This is kind of 60s. Was it? Did he give them a kind of beehive? I don't know. I could see Potch. you remember that film, The Producers? Yes. Um, with Mel... Uh, it was Mel Zero Mostel. Zero Mostel, thank you. And, uh, Gene Wilder. Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Do you remember the, the, uh, the director? Yes. I mean, I once upon a time thought he looked a bit like Jorginho. Yes, there was a touch of... There uh, was, wasn't there? I think I might have put a meme up there of Jorginho and this guy, and you can... Yeah. He I, was a bit a bit camp, wasn't he? He was. I, I could see Poch doing a version of that. Being a bit camp and what and throwing his arms around a lot. But being like that character in The Producers, the look yeah. and the whole campness. I could see him doing the that. The lips. Yes. The yes. Jonathan using... Uh, uh, to be fair to anybody who's saying, what? Stereotypical. This is what the character was in the film. He so was. Don't, he was. He don't was. shut me down in flames. Uh, which is a very funny film, but anybody's not seen it. It's worth it. It's worth watching. One of the greatest comedy films of all time. That's how good it is. 
Well, Brooks, one of the great uh, comedy writers. Um, yeah. yeah, Blazing Saddles, another one of his, very funny. Telegram for Mungo. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just automatic. If you just mentioned that, I have to say that. Oh, very good, very good. Anyway, um, well, yeah, oh, good, yes, because you know he, he achieved something through doing that. Because um, I mean, it didn't happen immediately, but they played with a bit more gusto. See what I did oh. there? And, uh, yeah, and um, uh, it was, it was, it was more of um. Well, it, once the goal was scored, which looked more likely, then the uh, the floodgates opened, and um, it was a very good cross from Gusto and uh, Broyer made room and headed it perfectly. And of course, because his confidence was high, immediately had another header that hit the bar, and uh, and I, I honestly, his his movement improved immediately. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it, it all came flooding back, didn't it? Goal. Yeah, you get a goal, and you see it, the confidence just oozed into him, but. Um, He's still got a long way to go. I feel for him. I, you know, because I, I, you know, I said on my fan bite, he was a he was a unit for Saints um, when he was on loan from us, and and he scored a lot of goals, and his speed was great, and he really he really duffed up centre halves. But we're not we're not getting any of that from him at the moment. We're just not getting confidence, it, so. mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's actually it was re- it's a really good point you made there um, because. You know, as I said in the first half, he looked like he did, he'd forgotten how to play football. I mean, he, he was feet. He did were, an air shot, didn't yeah. he? Monica? His feet were going all over the place, no control over the ball, and and he, and you're absolutely. I mean, I I said at the time to you, didn't I? I said, mate, that is a superb goal. He did. That was a proper striker's goal. He he moved off the centre half into space, and boom, Gusto put a great cross in, and he walloped that. It was Drogba-esque the way he put that header in. Well, it's a great header. Yeah, great header. you know, and but you're right. After that, he started looking like a striker. It was like it's like. You know, he'd been he'd had amnesia for a year, and suddenly he'd come out of that and remember that he's a number nine striker, and he looked like one. And he, Dean, he, was, he had the leg, the leg, elastoplast on lead elastoplast on his legs, and it, yeah, it peeled off for it some did. reason. D, um, Dino, he, I, I I'm delighted for him actually, and and other than in the game, I I hope it gives him a lot more confidence. Um, do you think it might? Hopefully, you know, I really like Brodra. Thought it could be sort of similar to to Costa in many ways. You know, he's physical, uh, imposing, but he's also got, you know, he's got a bit of pace about him. He can win headers in the air. Um, like you say, it's that you know mental side of it. Can he get rid of the gremlin of that injury? And yeah. perhaps he was carrying that in the first half with him. You know, when you're playing uh, big lumps of centre halves, maybe you are worried about that knock you're getting or the kick you're going to get uh, when you're going up to win the ball. And then obviously the goal you've got that adrenaline of scoring in front of forty thousand people must be must be an incredible feeling. Uh even against Preston North End. Um, you know, what I'd give to score a goal for Chelsea against anybody, uh, let alone Preston. Uh and you know, maybe he flips back into his natural self, which is what we saw in that second half. If he can be that, you know, from kickoff uh in the next game, you know, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for him and you know, God knows we need a centre forward right now and not just him but the club but you know it could bring out the best in Jackson uh, and Kunku likes to play off a striker as well I think uh, and if we're not going to sign anyone you know we really need him to to step up and you know with all strikers you know scoring is the only way that they do that I couldn't agree more mate I really couldn't and uh you know he's got a wonderful opportunity, hasn't he? Right now with Jackson, you know, off at Afcon and uh, and Kunku injured, and and I thought 
you know, JK made made uh, a comment about uh, what what uh, Poch said, but Poch was even more effusive, I think, today, and was saying. I mean, he was talking. I mean, this is going to be in your presser, so I won't steal your thunder because ah, we'll, we'll go into that in a minute. Have a quick look at it. I forgot all about it. Though. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just you you'll do it much better in part three. But ba- basically, yeah. he was saying that um, you know, yes, you were right. He, he needs to smile more. But he was also saying he's potentially. You know, potentially there's a really, really good striker here, you know, at Premier League level and European level. So, you know, Potts should know. He's a good manager. He's, he's seen some good strikers in his time. So I think maybe a combination of Potts working on him, coaching him, getting into his head a bit and and Brozier doing some work on his own in that respect. Because it must, you know, like we were kind of saying, if if your game is built on power and and pace, which his was, then... If you don't feel you have that anymore, or you feel that it's you, you have a vulnerability there now, that's going to mess with your head as a player, I think. So he really needs to get his head right, and and somebody needs to be getting in there from the medical department saying, "Mate, you're all right. Your knee's fine. It's it's you know it's been mended. It's not going to happen again. You'll be okay." You know, and really get his head squared off because I think they're right. Potentially, there's a decent striker in there. The other thing I thought was actually what helped in the second half and it was pretty much from the from the whistle I thought Dean but we we pushed Preston North End back more and actually because we were more aggressive and we had more intent I also think that Palmer played a lot higher up and I think that helped uh that helped Brozier because he wasn't you know one man against three center backs basically yeah I don't know if Palmer was trying to be a bit of a Gallagher in the first half and that's why he was a bit deeper than we perhaps wanted him to and uh, like you said, you know, Poch put the rocket up them at half time, and they come out with with purpose and intent, and start to believe that they've, you know, they know they've got the quality to beat Preston, and they're going to show it now. Um, yeah, it would have helped, and JK, like I said, he should have scored the second header where you hit the bar. Mm. Uh, got too much on the ball, uh, which is a weird thing to say, but just needed a little flick rather than a bit too much contact. But as you said, you know, it's that first instinct if he's thinking about the injury or being injured this his second instinct is what he's trying to do with the ball which is probably why he had the air shot uh, why he didn't look like he knew how to play football when it's just naturally a bit like a bit like Mudrick in a sense you know when he's thinking about what he's doing and Jackson all those, yeah all those pear shapes when they just do it you know they look very good uh, you know the pass Jackson made to Palmer against Luton was instinctive. Uh, the Mudrick goal against Arsenal. Was it that one? Newcastle. 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 Yeah, sort of instinctive. Uh, and the header from Broja was instinctive, you know, to make that run across the defender and, you know, just glance it is an instinctive thing for a centre forward to do. And like you said, he's got Poch, I think, who's brought through some strikers in his time. Um, perhaps can can get that out of him. Oh, so, Poch, Poch made Harry Kane into yeah. Harry Kane, didn't he? Exactly. Uh, Had him at a no, young age, back from a loan, didn't he? Yeah, and on loan, nobody thought Harry Kane no. was going to be Harry Kane. No. Um, whereas Brozier has shown promise at Southampton. Uh, looked like he could be a Premier League striker. You know, at times he looks when he's not on it, he looks Championship level. Yeah, but you know, has a Academy Chelsea struggle had a better chance than Brozier, probably not. Um, so it's up to him to take it, and perhaps we won't see that until we get through January and they haven't signed somebody else. 
maybe that's what's on his mind Perhaps. as well, you know. I mean, it was just, I said it to JK, uh, you know, when it happened, or just after it happened, I mean, it, it was just so good to see a Chelsea striker score a goal like that. That, that to me, is a classic striker's goal. Ping, ball pinged in from the left, he moves off the defender, bosh. That's that's what I want to see. Makes me feel good. Of course, the minute we scored, uh, J.K., it was a different game, wasn't it? And uh, our yeah. confidence rose. And P. P. And he's, you could it came out like it was coming out of an air balloon, didn't it? Well, I think that they appreciated that. What did they? Uh, the 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 uh, the fans, the the Preston North End fans, sang, um, uh, "You must be shit because it's only one nil," didn't didn't they? They uh, they sang. And uh, and then that was rubbed in their faces immediately by Silver's terrific goal. It was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? Silver's fantastic goal. goal. I mean, really, just with a Drogba-esque with a, again. But, um, I mean, he, he, he it was Palmer took the corner for a change because it's normally someone else and it, it hits the first man. Or they do this thing of playing the short corners that we we tend to get so fed up fed up with because so few goals are scored from corners now. And frequently gives the opposition the opportunity to start an attack. That's why they're they're so keen to keep the ball and play it shorter. Fucking possession-based nonsense. I was moaning about it, wouldn't I? Was but it's a very it was a uh, an outswinger, and uh, and it was it was reminiscent of Drogba at Munich, Mm. running really quickly to the near post and powering in a bullet header that the goalkeeper gets his hands to, but it's so powerful. That he can only palm it into the roof of the net. It was, um, it was quite brilliant, and uh, uh, and he loved it. And he, he was overpowered and went back to the centre circle, giving lots of hearts, heart shaped, um, uh, uh, I don't what you call them, hand celebrations. I don't know who was in that part of the stand. Perhaps his his wife was up there in the west stand. Um, but he yes, he started. He had a waving fit up into the corner there, mm-hmm. but. Uh, He's such a character, isn't he, Silver? My love goodness. him. My goodness. Totally mate. love him, mate. Quite wonderful. But a great goal. Great second goal. And then we had um, Sterling revealing that he isn't a dick after all. And then we had... Um, <laughs> uh, and then we, we had uh, um, the bizarre VAR idiocy at the end. And by then, Medweke had come on. And if Medweke plays like that, I know it was only Preston. But he he presents so much more than Mudrick, I'm afraid. I can't believe I'm saying this because I've always championed Mudrick's cause just because he's so quick. And you want Mudrick. You'd like to have... You can have both. You can have Mudrick on the left and Madueke on the right. Yeah, but one is... you know, Or you don't. You have Sterling. I don't know. One is better than the other. And at the moment... What's that Oscar Wilde thing? To have one is unfortunate. To have two is... Uh, a pile of shit. It's like it's like deja vu all over again. We couldn't remember it on Friday. We still can't no, remember no, it two no, days one, later. Yeah, yeah, number two is like showing your cock. I, I can't remember. Know. I can't fucking remember. But you can I'm have good. both. You can have both. Yeah, both. But yeah. So no. But at the same time, I um, so I've got a hat problem here. But um, sorry, nobody can see you, J.K. No, I know, but I can see me. Well, we can see you too. But yeah, if we can put up, we can put up with how awful it looks. You know, it you can too. But it keeps it keeps listing off as if I'm some kind of reprobate. Um. But um, uh, um, oh, the girlfriend's come back. Um, so um, from aerobics, been aerobics swimming. You're right, dear. Hello, dear. She said she's aged forty years. Um, makes her hundred and ten. Um, so oh, what? Yeah, what? Oh, yeah. So um, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had the the idiocy of um, yeah. What I wanted to say was, I think we're. Yeah, you remembered. Well done. 
yeah, thank you. Provides more, provides at the moment the way he's playing, and good luck to him because he wanted to take the penalty off um, uh, in the um, uh, Palace, the, the Palace game. He wanted to take the penalty. Um, Poch slapped him on the face a lot. He sla- and they all, you know, had a big hug in about him taking it, big love in. And um, uh, um, I know he didn't start, but he he does he takes players on, and this is something you've got to give him credit for. And he doesn't lose the ball when he takes. Well, he does occasionally, but at least he beats a couple. He's got an option. He gives him an option that I'm not seeing from Mudrick at the moment, and uh, and I'm impressed. And he, if he, I like him to improve because we're not seeing the finished article, but we are seeing what is he 21? And I think we're we're seeing a, a player for the future. Actually, I'm I'm impressed. I was very impressed by his Luton goal, and I think he's got a lot to offer. And I think he's aware that he's got to step up, but I think they're all aware. And I think he's beginning to step up. So, you know, good luck to him. But he should have scored after we'd score our fourth when he rounded the goalkeeper. And uh, he was a bit um, lax at not to stabbing the ball in, but he got tackled. But then we, but the fourth goal, of course, we had the, the madness of a VAR that apparently at home everybody was saying was obvious he wasn't offside, which took an eternity. Um, and Fernandez stabbed it into the net and was immediately substituted, which I thought was fair enough, really. Then we saw um, uh, Golding making his debut, which was uh, really rather We lovely. didn't know who he was, did we? To no, be we honest. Didn't. No idea. None of us Not did. a Scooby. No. He was good, though, actually. He ran around a lot. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't he the one that, that shook the, the, the uh, assistant referee's hat? The refer- have, you must, have you seen the video of this? There's a, a video knocking that Dean's giggling. He's seen it, but... I think the the linesman was uh, just having had his hand like this, J.K., to yeah. kind of say, "Wait, wait, you can't go on yet." And uh, Golding thought he was shaking his hand, so he shook his hand. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, whizzing back up, J.K.'s just done a, a brilliant summary of the of the second half there, Dino. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. Just say about Golding quickly. There's I nothing to apologise for, J.K. I was very pleased that we scored the four goals, and it gave Poch an opportunity to bring Golding yes. on because it will have done him an enormous amount Indeed. of good. And of course, in the same and Washington, Gil- Gilchrist and Washington, who I felt was a bit similarly anonymous um, as uh, Palmer was, but nonetheless, because um, uh, Golding could have scored. Yeah. There was a wrecky shot and he didn't follow up, hit it hard enough. It just went into the goalkeeper's hands. But well, we said, but, we said at the time, didn't we? We said, Oh, 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 look, he's another Academy player. Who's, yes. who's got to start, who likes, who's pointing to where everybody should be yes, again. Yes, yes, they all have this, yes. they seem to have this, I mean, Dino might have a thought on this, actually, because I know he likes a bit of the youth sides as well. But they seem to have this inbuilt confidence that has, that has grown from being at that academy and what, everything that it's meant for the last 10, 15 years. They, they, like Gilchrist, I mean, we haven't really mentioned him, but I thought, I thought he was excellent for that first half, actually. He just looks comfortable playing at this level. You know, he doesn't look like a young kid who, who might be nervous. He thinks, no, no, I've got a right to be here, Dean. I think it's all the pointing. It's the pointing. Yeah, when the, the pointing. Yeah. And, the, and also movement. The, the ball was lofted and he went, he, he did a huge lofted. The ball's going to be lofted. Or put it over. He's, he's, he's ordering people about, basically. And Golding did exactly the same thing when he came on. You thought, well, they're, they're from the, clearly from the same, uh, they're cut from That's the same. clearly from the same academy, JK. Yeah. Hey, hey, Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> what do you reckon, Dino? Yeah, I think it's the level of of coaching they get, and I, I'm I'm sure they do lots uh, with the players in terms of sort of leadership and communication. Um, you know, because that they are ready ready in these players to become professional footballers, and I know they take great pride, uh, even when they're not playing for Chelsea. You know, when they make that step into the into the football world as a full time professional, and they set them up for for good careers now, and we've had. 
you know, so many players come through the academy, not not for all for Chelsea, but have gone on to, to have good careers and, and making good progress uh, across the football league. And I know that they're taught, you know, when they get the opportunity, they've got to make it count. And, you know, the same way that John Terry did all them years ago, I think when he two-footed someone uh, in the training session that he had with the first team, you know, they make their mark on the squad. And Gilchrist has done that when he's come on. Uh, Golden did that in his brief cameo. You know, I'm unlucky not to score. I think the ball come back to him a bit too quick. Uh, got caught under his feet and he couldn't get no power on on his shot. Um, but you know, the level that they're at at that academy is is so high, and it's the same at Manchester City as well. You know, they step these kids into the team, and there's no drop off in quality. Uh, which is why it's so frustrating that we want to look to just sell them at the moment. And I know Abramovich wasn't great at this either, but you know there's quality there just to be unlocked. And to be fair to Poch, I think he gets a bit of a bad stick for using the kids, but I think he's actually he's actually very good with the academy, uh, giving these players a chance. Um, I think there's a perfect formula there somewhere. Just someone else has got to work it out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a tough one to to figure out, but it's good to see them playing. I, I like I, poor old Gilchrist came off with what looked like cramp, didn't he, for Silver? But uh, he did well when he was there. Uh, Gallagher came on as well. I mean, you know, it was obvious when he came on how much we've missed his energy and his directness as well, actually. But uh, talking of uh, Madueki as J.K. was, I I couldn't agree more, Dean. I think increasingly he is looking a real real prospect. This kid, actually, I mean, out of all of the you know the new the newish i mean palmer without goes without saying he's he's been superb for most of the season but of the wingers you know madawick is looking like what you would expect of a winger you know he he's got the confidence to run with the ball take people on beat them and can crack off a shot you know we haven't really seen that from mudrick yet um sterling you have seen it with a bit um but uh, yeah i like him i'm i'm liking him more and more i see him actually yeah i mean People should just go watch England under twenty ones, uh, in which Madueki and, and Cole Palmer play huge parts. They're a fantastic team uh, that I think will end England's run without silverware, at, you know, major tournaments in the coming years because the level coming through is fantastic. Uh, and you know, it's confidence, isn't it? When you're a wide player, when you're a forward player, the confidence to think, well, no, I can beat this fullback and I'm going to do it. And you know, as he scored goals taken last minute penalties his confidence is going to be sky high and when the manager rests the 21 year old for a cup game uh, must speak highly of him that he's going to be used going forward in the big matches um, you know we all love a winger that takes players on mm. you know the Robin and Duff days were yeah. probably you know my hey- heyday for wingers yours probably a bit earlier than mine with Nevin and the, and the like but you know we love that and Madueki Peter Bradbrook uh, Mike Harrison Frank Blunston, they're my, they're my memories. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, Charlie they Cook? Who? Charlie Cook. Ah, too late for me. Man. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dean, go on. They were the Wiggins in black and white, weren't they? <laughs> That's right. Oh, radio, mate, no television. They played, it, they played in rugby boots in those days. A square one, you had a little map. Square one, square two. Square That's two. right. That's right, they did, didn't they? Um... JK mentioned the the Enzo goal farce with VAR. Um, I was in completely the wrong position to have an absolute scooby with it was offside. I just, I, I confidently turned around to JK's mate Gary and said, 
Yeah, Gary, that was miles offside. Even I can spot that from here. And then the next fucking minute, they've got VAR doing a VAR on it. And I'm thinking, what? I mean, you know, I'm not going to like go around the whole VAR beef for the 977th time. But I tell you what occurs to me. Actually, fair play. It was onside. So we, 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 we got the, you know, the, the right decision and it benefited us, obviously. But I've got a real issue with VAR being used in some grounds for the, in the FA Cup and not in others. I mean, surely that puts into question the whole integrity of the competition. I mean, I've heard FIFA go on about this for other sorts of things. Goal line technology, I think, that they were going on about back in the day. Surely it should be the same for all or not at all. It's just mental, isn't it? You would have thought so. I mean, I know when they did the, sort of the trials of it, they used it in some games and not others, which were fair enough, but... Um, I mean, it's so shit. I'd rather they didn't use it altogether. I mean, they they checked Silver's goal. Yeah, what the fuck for it was from a corner? Uh, for offside. Well, maybe uh, it wasn't offside. Surely, don't tell me they were checking it for offside. That's what the check said on on the. T- I was watching it on the TV. Uh, I don't know if it was someone supposed to be blocking the goalkeeper. I mean, it could have been for an infringement, but surely it couldn't have been for offside. Could have been for offside. No, yeah. no, no. No, that's what they come up on the screen checking offside. Well, that's just uh, fucking nuts. They don't even know their own fucking laws. Yeah, 10 seconds later, obviously the goal was given. There was no stop for that one. They're mental. But yeah, if we played away, would they have had VAR? No. No, they wouldn't. So, because none of the championship... No, it's only the Premier League clubs that has it. Yeah, so then it's it's a 3-0 win because Enzo's flagged offside. Okay, right. Sorry, Enzo. Your goal doesn't really exist, mate. Sorry. Fuck off. Try again next week. Uh, JK, what do you think, old Bean? I mean, I think it, I think it's it's shit. I mean, it, it, for me, it 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 ruins the integrity of the uh, of the competition. Uh, yes, if you've got some clubs have got it and some haven't, yeah. it's just yeah. The trouble is, is we always watch these games now with the knowledge. Well, that was always the problem with watching on telly, isn't it? You just see the the idiocy of the refereeing, uh, and that's why VAR will always um, be in the ascendancy until it's automated and they. They work it out precision, like like um, in the cricket, where it'll just be a, a, a computer informs you where the ball is going and who's offside. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that they haven't got it for fifty how many percentage of the teams is absolutely absurd. Is it a monetary thing, or what's the reason? They've got enough refs to go around. What's the what is? The I have reason? no idea Goodness. because I mean the League Cup have longed it off, haven't they, Dean? I don't think we've had VAR in the League Cup at all this year. Uh, I don't remember we, us having it in the home matches I've been to. No, which I think is because not all clubs have got it. Exactly, which is my point. It's a level playing field then. And my it, God, it, it's it, much more fun watching a game without VAR. Yeah, but as I say, the trouble is you then watch it and see the terrible glaring errors the referees have made and you just despair. You well, know? I don't agree because, I mean, you know, the case in point, me going confidently to Gary, yeah, that was miles offside, mate. I didn't have a fucking clue because I was at the game. If I'd have been watching it on TV, I'd have had 15 different angles that they'd have dished up for me and I would know. So I, 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 think, I think we like to think that we know what's going on when we're at the game. But the reality is that I can't obviously accuse you of my idiocy, but I clearly don't. So, you know. Well, Chid, ignorance is bliss. It is in know. my case, isn't it? I think yeah. It's always been the case, I feel, you know. Um, so anyway. You're, could, you're a noble savage. A useful, a useful idiot. No, 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 a noble savage. A noble savage? What, yeah. What's a noble savage? 
it's Rousseau. He said that, you know, that if you didn't know anything, it was better because you could make judgments based on absolutely nothing at all. That was great. Well, that's, that's the story of the fan cars, mate, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's entirely the story of my football, <laughs> football assessment. Yeah. Ye gods. Right. OK, well, let's let's kind of round this up, shall we? Um, I mean, it was a poor first half and an excellent second, I think. I mean, you can't really ask much more than that. They dispatched a determined championship side without too much fuss. They've kept the winning streak going. They gave minutes to Gilchrist, Washington, Golding. And we're into the next round. Job done, Dino. I mean, you know, we all said 3-1 on uh, Friday, so it's better than that. So, you know, uh, I'm not, I couldn't complain about that at all, really. I'm quite happy. Had a good day out. Sat with JK. Saw a score four goals. Easy. Next. Yeah, you know, it felt like a, a normal Chelsea FA Cup win. Yeah. Well, how often have we said a Chelsea result feels normal at the minute? You know, we're the stronger side expected to win than we did. And, you know, for you to see that to JK, obviously, even if you had lost, that would have been a win for you. Um, I'd, have, I'd have had free grub, so that would have been a, yeah. a, a win, wouldn't it? Swan pie. Yeah, swan pie. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it just felt like sort of normal, and maybe that should be a, a good sign for us going forward. Yeah, I think we are. We are actually, you know, the reality is, is that we're we're putting a bit of form together at the moment, dare I say it. Um, you know, they all count. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, apart from the, <clears throat> excuse me, apart from the awful shenanigans at Wolves, that's, uh, I mean, I mean, it's four wins out of five. I mean, I know we drew against Newcastle, but it's... it's, it's... Hello? Hello? Is that you breaking in? No. Yeah, it was. You're looking guilty as sin. There you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're on a on a on a quite a nice little run at the moment. Let's hope he can keep it going. You know, I mean, we're going to talk about Middlesbrough in a minute. Um, you know, but we've got Middlesbrough, then Fulham, and then I think we have a, I think if we could, yeah, so we'll have a break, and then we have Middlesbrough again, and then then the cup match. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Anyway. Uh, more waffle on that, as I said in a minute. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Middlesbrough Chelsea Caribou Cup semi final first leg match, which of course is tomorrow, Tuesday, in a minute. So don't go away. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Football Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge and I am joined by Jonathan Kidd. Hey up, listeners. How are they? Good, thanks very much. Good indeed. to see you. You've been having fun so far. And we've also got the absolutely brilliant Dean Mears. Always lovely to catch up with Dean. Good to see you, mate. Evening, Chidge. Good to be back. It is indeed. Now, um... I forgot to put this in the script, so I might have surprised him. But there was a press conference, was there not? Yes, there was. Yes, there was a press conference. And in fact, um, um, throwing my uh, initial theory about the hip into a cocked hat, I forgot to say that um, um, uh, he was asked about how Nkunku was, and he has indeed injured his hip. It's not three weeks off, but he has injured himself again. Um, And they're not sure when he's not on the bench tomorrow night, and they're not... It, but he should be okay for the weekend, possibly. But he clearly has injured himself. And then, of course, one discovers that Nkunku spent an enormous amount of time when he was playing for Leipzig. Was it Leipzig he played for? Um, on the bench. 
not on the bench on the on the the massage table on the injury table um because he was prone to injury very much like Fofana and you wonder whether they ever do their due diligence on these players clearly not in their fucking stats is it clearly not is it no no no, no. I think despite because of the few games he played he scored they're impressed it's ever accustomed them to think the only reason he you paid know, 70 you, you 17 know what it is you know what they next in the, on, lying on the ground they you get their stats from those YouTube videos that Dean and I were talking about on the lemon break yeah yeah Wankers. that's where they get and they go that's a good goal isn't it let's get him is that what yeah. these scouts do, Dino? Now you are one. You know this for real, right? Yeah, just watch the highlight reels. Okay. Say they're good. Yeah. So I talk to them, Werner. <laughs> we should mention that. Uh, we should mention that, shouldn't we? Because uh, Timmy Ver- Timo Werner. Oh, bless him. I-, I loved old Werner, I have to say. I mean... I didn't. Yes, you did. You no, even when you were being foul to him, even when you were being foul to him, I know the he, difference. I know the difference. European Cup. I know he the difference. Yeah, I know the difference between J.K. malevolence and not malevolent. And even when you were ripping him apart, I think you described him as a terrier chasing a balloon, didn't you? Or many yes. yes. Even when you did that, you you still you couldn't you couldn't hate Werner. You had to love him. His little lispy German accent and his little legs running really fast. I mean, there was something very endearing about him. He looked injured, didn't he? He looked a bit, you know, as if, don't have a go at me. He looked lost. And he loved the fans, yeah. you know. He, lo- he he was well into I liked him, mate. I like, And he had a good song. Yeah, I think that's the only reason that... I think he misunderstood. He think he, he, he thought we all loved him because we kept singing the song. And in fact, we just enjoyed the song. Yeah. A bit like Ross Turnbull at Brentford. Yeah, exactly when the we same. we were singing, Ross Turnbull's won the European Cup. He thought it was great, but we were being ironic. We were. It's very hard to get irony out of a game. Irony. Irony. Exactly. Anyway, we interrupted your uh, broadcast about the press press conference broadcast. I'm terribly sorry. Yes, he was saying um, uh, that he's injured. He is injured after all. So I I was a bit unfair to those who said he had a three-week out for three weeks. Nobody said three weeks, but he is injured. And he was asked whether he needed a striker. And, um, And he mentioned that, yes, we would need a second player and somebody to play. Um, somebody creative in front of the uh, the midfield, which weirdly enough is what we've been asking for and what we thought they should buy at the very beginning of the season, isn't it, Chidge? Isn't that bizarre? Yes. Here we are back in January and he's asked a question about purchases and he says, yes, we need second player to play in midfield uh, just behind the front. And he then says, and possibly somebody up front. We would need them. Yes. But he then asked, are, are they... Are they going to be bought? Have you been talking to the club about this, the board? And he went, no, if somebody appear, we will announce, he said. Hey, and you for, know. My, for my next magic trick, I am going to yes. see somebody appear. Yeah. Yes. So somebody would be under conversation, as he put. Um, um, and then he was asked, would you need to sell? And he said, no, we won't need to sell. He said many rumours going around, he said, saying we would sell. And no, we won't need to sell, which I felt was a direct response to the Gallica situation, yes. which I thought was very interesting and very positive. But he said many rumours not necessary to sell. Um, he said um, uh, the message we had a meeting today and uh, it will be an interesting, uh, you know, sorry, I've gone on to the match. They then had a meeting about the first half. He was very bitterly disappointed about the first half against Preston. And he said they need to play differently against Borough. He said, because after all, he said, it's 180 million. And he went, oh, 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 180 million. <laughs> well, what's 180 million? 
on, but in fact, this was the case. He just said it. What he meant was 180 minutes. Oh, right. Because he then said it's 180 minutes. He went, minutes, not minutes. <laughs> and it was as if he was talking about what they were prepared to play for the to pay for the new striker. For and he realized that was, yeah, for whoever, exactly. Uh, whoever. So basically, that's what we call in my profession a Freudian slip. I think it could have been. It was it on his be. mind, JK. Yes. And it slipped yes. out accidentally. Absolutely. And none of those fuckwit journalists figured that no. out, did they? None of them did. No. Fucking no, no. None of them listened, mate. That's why. No. They just laughed a lot. Anyway, um, uh, he said he was very disappointed uh, after half time. And he said he'd watched Borough play Villa and he felt it was tough. And uh, they had good players. And um, the big thing there's no VAR. Ooh. Yeah, it was because League Cup, innit? Yep, and he said, need to be careful. He said, it's not a worry, just need to have a different approach because it's a different game. Need to be clever. Uh, and it's a two-leg semi-final. Important to get a good result, stating the bleeding obvious. Uh, excuse me. Um, and he said, uh, the first half against Preston, very competitive, but not um, good enough. And he's hoping for people to um, hit the ground running uh, tomorrow night. Um, he was asked about Santos, would he figure? And apparently Santos has gone back to Brazil to play for Brazil. Um, but he may very well stay there for the rest of the season. What? Why? Yes. I don't know. It's what he said. He may very well stay there. And he was asked about Sanchez, which I have to say I think is rather irrelevant at the moment. Poor man, because Petrovic is uh, a very good replacement. And one might even say better, um, better and, a, and a very good prospect. I like but, it. Yeah. And... Um, he said he's away from training. He was asked whether he can have an operation. He went, no, 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 no. So clearly there's no I'm, operation. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. He'll be having an operation next Monday. Yes. Um, uh, no, that's not true. Um, um, was he pleased with Gusto? And he plays a player so young, looks more mature. Didn't play at Lyon for a period before they bought him, which I never knew. Did you know that? And um, hadn't been playing much. And it was very tough for him. But... Um, He's uh, he's doing very well, um, but he's saying uh, lots of the youngsters need to learn and improve like he has. Yeah, couldn't agree um, more. Rather relevant. He's, I love him. I think he's apart from Palmer, he's the one that's impressed me most of the new signings. I think he's as I said, I I think he could have got into any of the sides he've had in the last twenty years. He's a good good player. You know, if, the, uh, how many how many games did Aspie play for us? Oh God, how many? I mean, he's like right up there. He's top 10 appearance maker, isn't he? 700, didn't he? No, no, not that many. I reckon he... 400. Yeah, yeah. So if if Aspie could do that, why, you know, Gusby's... Gusby. Gusto's just... we call him Gusby? That's the cider, mate, I'm afraid. I told told you it would all get messy. Gusby. Gusby. Gasby. Gasby. Yeah, (laughs) Gasby. Uh, I like Gusto. It's a brilliant name, uh, and it. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed actually that there was a commentator the other week who was the uh, first one to come up with the uh, uh, Chelsea are, atta- are attacking with Gusto. Yes. <laughs> Any more in the presser, J.K.? No, that'll do. That, that's it. Well done, my friend. Um, I mean, was it? I mean, I think you, you kind of, by the sounds of it, it sounds like you you liked Potch's performance today. Yes, because he wasn't asked crap questions. Um, he was asked more relevant questions mm-hmm. and um, uh, specifically about Borough and replied about how difficult it was going to be, mentioned the back of VAR, was um, uh, uh, mentioned, uh, dealt with the 
the uh, will you buy any players differently to the way he did recently when he said, no, we're not looking to buy anybody. He said he's given us three different answers in three different press conferences. Um, when they lost badly against uh, Wolves, I think he said in the next press conference, um, yes, we're going to be buying somebody to, to score. Uh, and then the next, uh, was it only last week? He said, no, we, there isn't any plan to buy anybody. And he's now said, if anybody comes along, anybody appears, we, we will purchase them. So he says something different every time. Yes, yeah, so every time he says something different. But I felt this was more like it. He right. said that, you know, there isn't anybody under consideration. But if somebody appears and said the obvious, there is no need to sell. There are many rumours, which clearly meant yeah, they were wrong. That's good. But as you say, Chidge, the possibility is they may necessarily, they may sell Matson. I can't see them. And yet he, he provides cover, doesn't he, given that there are so many people injured because he plays him all over the place. So he's a kind of um, super sub without the super because mm. he's not hugely good. But he does run around like a blue-assed fly, so at least there is that. I thought but, there were uh, rumours he's off to uh, Dortmund or something. Dortmund, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that came from. I just find so many of these rumours are just absolutely without foundation. It's like the whole the whole Connor is off rumour. I think we've scotched that by saying he's got he's got a year and a half left on his contract. And he can do what he wants in the meantime, and uh, I don't think it's that urgent. And yet there, the this story of him going to. Uh, Tottenham, for goodness sake, or who else? Or, Pal- or was it Palace? I mean, you, not not great sides, considering his performances as stats-wise have been absolutely fantastic. It was interesting, Gary Hayes put something on Twitter, didn't he, about um, how under Poch we've improved in many areas, many more areas than you'd have thought. We've got a, he's reduced the number of losses. Double the and, wins, uh, half the losses. Double the wins, absolutely. So, and yet we're still not, we're still only halfway, so he's got masses to go. Um but, um, I mean, it's madness. It would be completely madness as Poch knows to sell Gallagher, for goodness sake. He's the, you can see the difference in the game. Saturday was a perfect example. He came on and suddenly the midfield works. Suddenly there's energy going on. Yeah, totally it, it's, right. it, it's absurd. It's... And also, once again, I get fed up with people, you know, this club is useless. Oh, I hate this club. I'm not watching this club anymore. They're selling our best player. What's the matter with them? Utter rumour. Gone on rumour. Yeah, Nothing. Don't, don't believe the hype. Exactly. Uh, but do believe this hype because it's time for my team selection for tomorrow ooh, night. Ooh, there you ooh, go. Ooh, JK's excited. Ooh, ooh, right. Okay, boys. It is this. Um, you will not ooh. be amazed to hear this, I, I suspect. Colwell, left back. Silver and Dizazi, centre backs. Gilchrist, right back. Petrovic in goal. Caicedo, uh, Gallagher, Palmer in the midfield with Palmer advanced. Sterling on the left, Broja in the middle, Madueki on the right. Um, I Again, like I said on Friday, JK, I don't think Poch has got too much room to manoeuvre here given the injuries. So, I didn't put Gusto in. Why didn't I, I put Gusto? I was about to say, I was about to correct you. No, no, I I, I did. It. I, um, I think my app didn't work, is what I'm saying. Cause I, I was don't, about I, to say. No, Excuse I yeah me, yeah 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 yeah. I well, I definitely I definitely selected him, but I think the app. But yeah, okay, good. No, but you've, you've you've quickly enough you've come in. And, no, that's and... A, that's that's known as in the trade as human error. But yes, Gusto obviously at right back. I don't I don't think he's got much choice because I think he's uh, constrained by injuries, and I think given given the injury situation, I would say that is our best team on form at the moment. Right, best There's team. No mention on of form. Cucurella, by the way. Just say nobody mentions Cucurella. He's injured, nobody... mate. No, no, no. Nobody's asked about his injury ever at the press conference. We're not. Nobody says when is he going to be back because he's nobody... out for the season. That's is he? That... What... He's out for the season. Yeah. Is that surgery? Yeah. 
Are you sure, Chidge? I'm sure, JK. Wow, Chidge. There we go. And so is Dean. And he knows more than I do about everything. So, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I think that's his strongest team. I mean, okay, you could argue Sterling on the right for Madueki, Mudrik in, 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 on the left. You could make a case for Enzo, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if Enzo's really fit at the moment. That for me is the strongest team. That's what I would pick. I commit it. Well, or commit. What is it? I commend it to the house. Is Chilwell fit? No. He's look. One thing you know about Poch, right? He is won't if, play him if, if they've been played. injured, yeah, right? He won't. He, do, he won't yeah. start them in a game. Yeah, He'll yeah. bring him on for he ten won't. minutes. He manages the minutes. He may bring him on for 10 minutes. Hang on, JR's going absolutely doing his shit. Don't stop playing Colwell at left back. For f- I don't want to play him at left back either. But who's he going to put there? Because, you, you know, I want, Gust- I want, I want uh, Gusto on the right. Yes. You know, and at the moment we don't have a left back that's fit. So it'll have to be Colwell. That's why, um, mate. I, I, you know, I don't make the rules. Well, actually, I do in this case, but nevertheless. I know it's killing him. I know, but, I mean, you've got to understand, we've got, 10 or so injuries at the moment. I mean, that's a fuck of a lot of injuries. It's crazy, isn't it? It's got, yeah, because both left, left-sided left fullbacks are injured. Cucurella uh, yeah. and... And, uh, and uh, I mean, he, he, Matson. I, I, I would... I would I would I would start with Matson actually. To, I mean, I would rather have Matson, Silva, Colwell, Gusto, but he, he hates Matson. He won't pick him. So he won't do it. Well, perhaps the theory is, again, that he does want the tall... The tall... Um, centre half playing left back so he's got another option for for tall players and headers you know it's that possibility I don't think he'll play um, Palmer there I think he'll play I think he'll play Fernandez from the beginning so he's what, uh, so he's not going to play Palmer yes he'll play Palmer but he won't play Medweke right okay him. he'll bring Medweke on uh, as he did before and he'll play with Sterling again I think he'll keep a very similar team to the one that he he played with at um, the weekend uh, yeah, except except having silver starting, you'll start silver this time. Um, but yeah, no, I I I don't think he, I think he likes playing. For, oh, you could be right, Chid. You might not play Fernandez uh, from the beginning. Uh, 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 might bring him on because that, yeah, that seems to be a nice balance. And Madueke was excellent when he came on. So yeah, perhaps. Well, who knows? I think they're they're the grey areas for me. But uh, yes, he'll play Broyo. Absolutely agree, completely. And he'll play Sterling. Um, he just needs to tell Sterling to Sterling to appear in big games, because hmm. you know, well, he, he didn't even appear in the crap game, you know, because he appeared against Luton at home, and we all thought oh, he only plays against bad teams, and he plays really dreadfully in the first half against Preston, <laughs> and uh, um, and he's still very uh, hit and miss and hot and cold, and he mustn't be. He can't be that. Because he's supposed to be one of the best. Well, it's players. like I said, you know, he's got to impose himself in a game and take it by yep. the scruff of the neck. But yep. Dino, what do you what do you think about my selection? Uh, I think Enzo will start. I think they'll start with the three midfielders uh, away from home. Uh, I think he'll go with Badawi on the left, where Cole's not going to overlap. And then they'll have Sterling on the right, but more as an inside. Where's, where's Palmer then? He'd be on the bench. No way. Yeah, he's I don't been our best great. player, mate. Yeah, I don't think it was great at the weekend. Uh, Madueke's got confidence. Sterling scored the goal. Um, you know, keep the midfield secure, and then maybe bring Palmer on. You know, and Mate, have it's, a, it's on a that champion. Fight. It's a championship side. You don't need three defensive midfielders if you include Gallagher as a defensive midfielder. 
Yeah, but Gallagher won't be playing. Be playing, you know, pressure high up the pitch. Yeah. Front, he will be here. That's a good point, but I'd still <laughs> rather have Palmer up there because he's more creative, and he scores. Yeah, but you know what these games are like against you know. This is huge for Middlesbrough. You know they've had a shit time of it for how long now since they've been up the Premier League. Uh, you know they're almost back in the Premier League. You know having a, a good spell in the semi-final of the League Cup. You know it's, it's huge for them up there. Uh, they're going to be making lots of noise. It's going to be you know ferocious. I just think he's going to want to settle the game down, and and that'll be one in the midfield, and they'll put the three in there that will do that. Uh, and then come back to the bridge and hopefully dispatch them uh, with ease. Well, well, well. Okay. And you're going to keep the rest of it, are you? Hang on, what, remind me what you said. You'd, you'd have Caicedo uh, and Enzo and Gallagher. Madueke on the left. Yeah. Sterling on the right, but right. sort of inside was, uh, around. Yeah, I'm with you. And you, you happy with the back four? Yeah, back four and the goalkeeper will be as it is. Yeah, okay, good. Well, we will find out at approximately 7 o'clock tomorrow. Um, there we go. So, uh, I, you know, I, I also think, uh, as a, as a slight adjunct to what we were saying, that um, Poch has been kind of saying in the press as recently, hasn't he, that he, he's looking to play quite a consistent eleven at the moment, a settled eleven. I mean, good luck with that with all the injuries, but I can I can see the sense in that. So I, you know, I don't I don't see too many changes actually if he can avoid it. That's for sure. We will see. We will see. Now, Borough are 12th in the championship. Uh, they have had very up-and-down form. Um, interestingly, uh, and I think this is a very valid point, actually, and worthy of discussion, but they're, I think they're, they're 12th, as I said, and I think uh, PNE are 14th. So they're actually very similar in both form and position in the championship to Preston North End, who we summarily dispatched 4-0 on uh, Saturday. Now, they had Villa in the Cup, I think, on Saturday, and they, they actually did all right. I saw the highlights on Match of the Day, and uh, they only lost 1-0 in the last couple of minutes, so they did put up a good fight. So they might well be tough to break down. But having seen the highlights, I mean, Villa batted them, actually. If they had had a, if they were, you know had their finishing boots on, it would have been a lot more. I thought they were quite profligate. But they will be tough to break down. The other interesting thing is they've had a, they've had a really easy ride. I mean, they um, beat Bolton 3-1 away in the first round, Bradford 2-0 in the next round, Exeter 3-2 in the next round, and then Port Vale in the quarters 3-0. So they've not played anybody decent so far, and they find themselves in a Carabao... Cup semi-final. Now, I mean, if that's not the luck of the draw, Chidge, isn't it? Eh? Lucky, eh? If that's not lucking out, I don't know what is, mate. Completely. Completely. I know. So they've not actually really had to play anybody decent, and they've got to play us. So that's another non-decent. No, 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 no. Don't no, be. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't no, be naughty. No. Don't be naughty. No, because I was being naughty. I think my point is, is that okay? I accept that it's a, it's a, it's a semi-final, uh, but you know we're playing. A team that are there or thereabouts, into you know the same kind of level as Preston North End. So, yeah, they'll be tough to break down. But you know, if we if we can get a goal, then we should be well on our way. There's some lovely um, history, of course, isn't there between us and Middlesbrough? But I'll get on to that in a minute. What do you, what do you think about Middlesbrough, Dean? Uh, my uh, kind of I, would, I hesitate to call it analysis, but you know what I mean. Well, I watch Millsborough every week. Yeah, of course. Um, well, you're a scout now, so you have to. And they're near yeah, Hartlepool's. Yeah, I think they are well-respected under Michael Carrick. Yeah, he's a good, uh, good manager, Carrick, actually, I think. 
Yeah. Um, the table, they're only you know, four points off the playoffs. So they're their 12th, you know, two wins, and that changes uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and I think they had a good run last year as well. Um, but yeah, I said it will be similar to the Preston game, you know, they'll be well organised and they'll be uh, bodies on the line to try and keep the scoreline as close as possible to keep themselves within the chance of, of getting something from either game. Um, we just need to be patient and do as we did against Preston, you know, wear them down and then you know the quality and the fitness levels between the Premiership and the Championship do, do show through. Mm. Um, and, you know, we should be comfortable, but, you know, they're going to want to make an atmosphere, make it difficult, try and get every little advantage they can out of us you know, going up to, to Middlesbrough. Will these players be up for it? Will they fancy it? Will Enzo fancy Middlesbrough on a, on a Tuesday, cold Tuesday night? You know, these are things that come into games and you can't win on, you can't read on paper or spreadsheets. You know, these little intricacies of the game and uh, will they turn the showers cold, stuff like that. You know, any little advantage they can get. I think they'll be cold anyway up there, mate. The frozen north, isn't it? Yeah, frozen pipes and no showers whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, just by the river side there, isn't it? Well, yeah. will, will they even be able to breathe up there? I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's smogland, isn't it, Middlesbrough? But uh, right, get into a bit of the history, right? Because I mean, in a way, it, there's a, a lovely bit of. Uh, I mean, it'll, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you boys feel. I, I don't give a tinker's tit about fucking Middlesbrough, to be really honest. I, I, but if if I put my my mind into their mind, I, I sit here and I think they must hate us. They must hate us. Uh, you know all that history. I mean, okay, actually, we've got a good reason to hate them because they relegated us, didn't they? Over two legs in '88, which should never have happened. But we uh, we we beat them in the FA Cup and the League Cup finals in '97 and '98, and relegate. Well, they were relegated as well, and they we we didn't relegate them, but we won the FA Cup and the League Cup against them. This is an amazing stat, J.K. Uh, Middlesbrough last scored a goal versus Chelsea in August 2006. When they won two one, they've gone nine games against us without scoring, and each of the last five cup head to heads have ended in Chelsea wins to nil, with four finishing two nil. And and I mean some of these games that you go back, I mean you know the the playoff in eighty eight was just horrendous. Um, we should never have never have lost that, but we did. We managed to lose two nil up there. Of course, we had the League Cup two nil in 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 eighty eight. But there's some quite interesting uh, recent matches. Uh, I, I think Middlesbrough hate us. This is basically my theory here. Um, and the reason is for that is, uh, if you might remember this, but just after we were sanctioned, we played them in the FA Cup. Do you remember this in March? 20- we, we asked for there to be no crowd. Bruce we? Buck asked for it to be played behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why he asked that, actually, but I, I was reading up about it today and we'd only sold about 500 tickets. But I, I can't remember why that was. I think there was some issue because of the ticket sales, wasn't there? We were. It was very difficult about how we were sorting all of that out. We weren't allowed to take the money and that kind of thing. Anyway, Buck came back and said that it would ruin the integrity of the game if if uh, it wasn't played. And, and Steve Gibson went apeshit, apeshit in the press. Said that Buck should be got rid of like Raymond had. I mean, it was it got really quite nasty in the press. So. 
Yeah, the other guy. the other one the other one I remember is the game in 2013, which again, funnily enough, was an FA Cup match. Which, funnily enough, again we won two 0 But Tim Tim Rolls has written a lovely piece for the Chelsea Heritage Partnership dot com, which he does before every game, by the way, um, and he picks a match from the past between the two clubs. And I read that today, and uh, it was on the it was on that match, but it was all about Rafa's meltdown because after the match, Rafa did that press conference and says, the board should never have made me interim manager, you know. <laughs> it's all their fault for calling me interim. And we were saying, yeah, yeah, we're just not into you, mate. But, I mean, he basically, that's when Rafa basically broke. That's when we broke him, and we knew he was going. And, and Tim wrote a beautiful article about this and reminded me that both he and I were, we, we did a little piece for The Telegraph, I think, on it. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, some weird memories against the smog monsters. Of course, the two, the 97... FA Cup, you know, yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of blathering on, really. I'm I'm really fascinated by the fact, Dean, that we've not actually, they've not actually scored a goal against us in the last nine games. There's not many sides you can say that about, is there? Yeah, but I suppose we've been you know, pretty good and they've been pretty shit uh, for a long time. Uh, so perhaps should have been expected. Um, although we're not as good now, I think we're... Still should be that golfing class if we turn up and do what we should do. I mean, this is the big caveat we all have now, isn't it? When I do this particularly, I look back at matches of the past and I think, oh, God, we've won all of them and we're just brilliant. And then I remember that was then and this is now. Yeah. You know, it's a very different world that we're living in, isn't it? But, I mean, you know, what else? Uh, just trying to look for a... There was a, there was a really good stat that jumped out at me. Uh, yeah, well, there isn't actually. Oh, no, it's up here. I've got, I lost it. Yeah, Amazing. there we go. Re- hang on, hang on. Uh, Middlesbrough's recent form with their last four competitive outings yielding just a single win. So I don't think they're in good form. I think what you said about them having an easy ride in this, I think they've ended up in the semi-final. By not default. Yeah, not not on form, having played some really l- lowly teams. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but that doesn't mean they won't beat us. But, I mean, bloody hell, you know, they're, at the moment they're, they're there for the taking. A not very good side, twelfth, who haven't had a good, good series of wins recently, and are in the semi-final by a fluke, but through entirely through the luck of the draw. Mind you, that you know in the past has meant that teams have gone on and won it, but it's looking rather good for us, to be honest. Um, they've got that bloke Paddy McNair plays for him, used to play for United. Paddy McNair, and you just to be send a half of them there. Well, he's a he's an Ulsterman, so my accent fits him perfectly. Um, uh, but somebody could say it's not a very good accent, which case doesn't fit. Uh, they've got. Um, With apologies um, to Andy Cairns, who's probably listening. Cheers, mate. Yeah, listening and is absolutely going, for goodness sake, Jonathan, shut the fuck up. Jonathan, just fuck off, basically. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. They've got um, Johnny Housen, who's uh, a decent player for them, scored a few goals. I've heard of him. Um, uh, who else have I hold, heard of? Uh, well, what uh, about what about what about? I'm I'm nearly there, J.K. I'm nearly there. Hayden, Hayden, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Hayden Hackney. There you go. Hayden Hackney, who's not from Hackney at all. Nobody would ever know. I was scrolling down feverishly trying to find the notes. Then Hayden's not from Hackney at all. No, he's not. Bastard. But he's uh, apparently he is the life and soul of the club, according to Michael Carrick. Yes, because he's um, he's extended his stay with a new three and a half year deal. Yep, there you go. Oh, that, that, yeah, more knowledge than uh, I had. He scored his first goal uh, in the four one victory at Wigan Athletic. There we go. How about that? But yeah, they've got they all seem to be very young, very young side. So um, you know they'll probably not be quite as uh, 
uh, fit as we will be, being a Premier League side. But who knows? You have to remember, it's only half time yes, at the indeed. end. Yes, indeed. I think that's a really good point. I mean, Dean, I, I, I think it would be obviously very nice to hump them stupid and make the second leg a mere formality. But I do, I do suspect it might be a lot tighter than it should be, largely because it is a two-legged affair. But it'd be lovely to kind of pretty much get the job done there tomorrow night, really, wouldn't it? You know, 2 3 nil game over. Should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, in an ideal world, go 4 nil at half-time, um, take the star players off, come back to Stanford Bridge again, play the kids, you know, go through with ease. But uh, this is Chelsea, uh, so... They don't make the... it easy for us, do they, mate? No, lose 2-1, then come back and have a fight <laughs> on Stanford Bridge. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. just... It's hard to know what Chelsea's going to turn up these days, but as you said, against Preston, it felt like a normal win. Maybe this will be a normal routine Chelsea victory against Middlesbrough as well. I mean, it's, it's really hard, isn't it? Because if you if you take the the second half against Preston in isolation, J.K., that would fit with the narrative. You know, you know, we're hitting some form. A few things are coming together. A few of these players are beginning to look like the players that we thought we'd bought. You know, this is all good. But then if you take the first half out in isolation, it's like. Jesus fucking Christ, they, they, they're just as shit as they've been all bloody season. You know, and, it, and they are such a schizophrenic side at the moment. And that's that. what I can't understand is is how... I mean, you know, I I watch those games sometimes and I, and I, and I think, do they not listen to Podge? Do they just ignore what he says? Well, how could they come, and play, come out and play like that? It's like, it's like he hadn't said anything to them before. And then obviously he did say something at half time, and they they played much better, and it it looked like so. I, I mean, do they listen to him? Do they just lack football intelligence? I I I, I can't figure it out. But is it fear? Is it mentality? Is it well, coming? I'm out? a bloody psychotherapist. You would have thought I'd have a chance of having a clue, but I really don't, mate. I can't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But there you go. Um, you know, hopefully, the second half against Preston is more indicative than the first half let's hope so uh the other thing i was thinking of actually boys was um i mean wouldn't it be great for poch to to actually get us to a final in his first season with everything that's gone on because it hasn't been easy and uh and even better you know to go on go and win it and get the not won a trophy in england off his back really early i mean if he could do that i think it would be massive for for him and the club actually going forward d yeah, I think same as you know, I think you mentioned it last week with Mourinho. First time around, you know, you win that first trophy. Uh, it sets you up, you know, for for winning, you know, that mentality and you know I think it's unfair that Potts gets branded with that, but he does, you know, he's won gone to PSG and handled the superstars and won okay it's in his league, but you still gotta do it. Um, you know, and I think it'd be good for some of these players, you know, much like you know the ones that the one the Champions League with us. You know it set them off uh, to you know, extremely high standards uh, that they continue to reach. You know the likes of Rhys James and Chilwell, you know, European Cup winners. Um, you know if you can get you know Gallagher and uh, yeah, even Jackson, you know Carabao Cup winners. You know you're in Europe next season. Um, you know it breeds you on you know that confidence going into you know hopefully more FA Cup rounds. And then you know, push in in the league as well to get up to the European places. You know, it just breeds confidence, doesn't it? And yeah. we all love going to Wembley and seeing Chelsea win. Well, indeed. I mean, I, I, I'm really hoping uh, we get to Wembley because I'd, I'd love to take my my nephew to his first 
uh, Wembley, uh, you know, final, you know. Um, when was the last one we were in? Oh, it's, it was only like, it wasn't that long ago. I didn't, I don't know. He he hadn't quite turned that corner yet where I, I thought he could come out with us and have a proper day out. But it's amazing, actually, how, how quickly kids grow up, you know. One minute they're like still kids and the next minute they're taller than you and a bloody adult. And he's kind of... He he made that change, and I've taken him to a few. Took him to, up to Burnley and West Ham, and he absolutely loved it. So he'd, he'd be he'd be well up for that. So I really hope we can uh, sort that out. We'll get in there first. That'd be the nice thing. What do you, what do you think, J- uh, J.K.? Do you think like me and uh, Dino, it'd be rather mahusive should uh, for Poch and for the team if we could get to a final and win it? It'd be wonderful. It'd be his first trophy. Um, it would confound so many people who've suggested that. Uh, we're a club diving to expulsion, or we've deserved it. it I love, I love confusing opposition fans who um, say, "Great, I can't wait. You've, you won't wait to see you implode again. You've imploded, Chelsea have imploded." <laughs> and then we just reappear and uh, get like a, a cockroach. Yeah, we're really annoying that way. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the people we played against and the the the, the, t- the teams we've we've played against, we've done really well. You know, we played against some fine teams, and Brighton and Newcastle. We had, we, we had. It's not like, not like uh, Borough. We haven't played Port Vale. You know, we've um, we've we've earned it, and we've actually played well in those games. Yeah. So, uh, I hope that we raise our, our our game to the that kind of level rather than the the weird level because the first half was a weird level, and then suddenly it's a completely different level. So, um, Issa's got to get them to play well. I'm intrigued to see who who will. Um, uh, what our standard level of performance is, because if they play like they did in the first half again, we we might go a goal down pretty early on. I have to say, given given the uh, um, uh, the the crowd noise and the uh, the fervor and the passion that we'll be receiving from the uh, the Riverside supporters there, so um, yeah, it's a good test. And yet, you know, if they can uh, hold it together and. Um, even a, a you know a draw would be good because I think we'll we'll whip them at the bridge with ease actually. Mm. Dino, I just want to go back to we said about the the tweet that Gary Hayes put out about mm. the stats program. You know, uh, doubled the wins, half the losses. You know, I think we're all seeing progress under Poch, and I think you know winning the trophy sort of underlines that mm. and something to point to. You know, when you're talking about process and projects, um, when you say, "Well, you know, on the way, we've won this cup." Um, actually, that is a sign of progress, uh, and you know, so you can get behind. Uh, whereas when you're Grand Potter and you're saying trust the process and you're not winning any games, um, you've got nothing to look look at and point at to say that. So, um, and I really like Potter as a manager as, as a person. Uh, what he says in the, in the press conferences uh, is the right thing, and I think he's built a, you know, a good unity in the squad and a good team spirit. And I think that you know, he deserves the, the trophy, and I think that the team. As well, because it has been, you know, I don't think we talk about it enough. The change that the mm-hmm. club has gone through in a short period of time has been so huge. Um, you know, the ones that have been here for all of that probably deserve a bit of joy as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and I'll mention it again. The injuries have been just horrible this year. I mean, if you, you know, if you took, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's difficult to say who they are really, but it doesn't really matter what whatever team out of Liverpool, Arsenal, City, if you took their best four or five players out of that side, they would struggle, you know, and we've had we've had easily that uh, and and obviously double that in in terms of the numbers as well. Uh right, I'm going to get some numbers from you gentlemen. Dino, what are you going to what are you going to call it? Uh I'll go 2-1 Chelsea. 
2-1 Chelsea. JK? I think it's going to be 1-1. 1-1. I think yeah. it's going to be 2-0 because we always beat Middlesbrough 2-0. 2-0, you're right, Chidge, and then we'll win 2-0 at home. We oh, will. foolish of me, of course. So oh. go. I'm going 2-0. Dino's going 2-1. JK's going one all. Can I change my, my uh, no, assessment? No, it's, you, I make it no. Two, it's two. like a promise. You've said it now. You two, can't two. go back. No, mm-hmm. one all. one all is what you said. Some, it's, I know it's harsh, but it's the rules, JK. All right, 1-0 to them. Okay, no, you can't change it that way either. You said 1-1. One, one. Okay. Uh, anyway... Um, of course, now it's time for. They played, they played for, for both. both. You will be delighted, both of you. Dean's looking really worried already. Oh, dear. Jimmy Hasselbank. Hang on, I haven't started yet. Twenty-eight players have represented both Chelsea and Middlesbrough during oh, their careers. God, and they are. Uh, I better get my pen, hadn't I? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. That's correct, J.K. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to find that. Right. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yes. Darren Wood. Yes. Uh, Dave Besant. No. Did Robert Hoof play for Middlesbrough? Yes. Tony Godden. No. Neil Sullivan. No. You're not checking Godden again, are you? (laughs) Zenden. Yeah. uh, Who? Zenden. Zenden. Yes. Yes. Did you say that, J.K.? No, it was uh, it was Dino, okay. but he reminded me. Okay. Um, Just Tony, McCann- Tony McAndrew. Oh, good one. Very good. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I reckon you should know seventeen of these, and the rest you won't have a Scooby Doo. But so far, you're doing all right. Better than normal. We've got five really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Who played for Borough? Bamford. Bamford. Good shout. Very good shout. Very good shout. What a goal he scored at the weekend, by the way. Did you see it? Yeah. Fuck's sake. Sign him up. Top player. You'll find to one's horror that most of the players through the Chelsea Academy are really rather excellent, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Solanke. Who would have thought that Solanke would end up where he is? My goodness me. Bloody hell. But it kind of makes sense. You know, they have such a great grounding. Um, I'm saying this because I'm trying to remember. I know that... you are. I can read you like a book, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If only this was being seen by people, they would just see how... Right, shall, I, shall I start with the clues? Hang on, Dean. Frank Sinclair. Frank Sinclair? Yeah. No. He played for Burnley, didn't he? Frank he did. Sinclair. And Leicester. Yeah. yeah, and Leicester. Right, so I'm going to start giving you clues. And these are the easy ones. Who? Ross Turnbull? That's a shame, because my clue was that was he's won the European Cup. Yeah. yeah. I think I guess the clue rather than the player. Um... Okay. There are another one, two goalkeepers on here that you will know. One is in the current squad. That's a really big clue. Silence. Did Begovic play for them? Nope. In the current squad? Played yeah. for Stoke at the weekend. Played rather well. Yeah. Who? Bettinelli? Yeah. 
Bassinelli. So who was the other one then? What era? Uh, recent, as in 10 years ago. Carlo didn't go there, did he? Nope. 10 years ago. Oh, sorry. Maybe a little bit late. I mean, so, you know, not that long ago. In another world, he might have been black. Uh, Paul Blackman. No, Jamal, you were thinking of. That was actually, yeah, yeah, that that would have been quite interesting. If if he was German and black, he would be. Uh, Schwarzer. Well done. Fuck you now, mate. <laughs> Goodness me. Goodness me. Oh, God. What good. a good keeper he was. Blimey. He was, actually, wasn't he? Uh, right, OK. Going down the list in, in kind of order. These, by the way, are the ones that I shouldn't have to help you with. So, uh, um, if Damien don't, if Damien Duff don't tickle her muff, we send in... Sarah May. Thank you. That's very good. Uh, he's got a very big nose, and you'll often hear him on TalkSport. He left to win trophies. Oh, Townsend, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Could have just said wanker and you'd have got it. Uh, this kid was the future of Chelsea. He came from the academy. McEachran. McEachran? Yeah. Very good, JK. This guy, I think one of his only kind of appearances that I remember, came on for a crunch match that was determined by a slip. Yes, Tino's on the money and on fire. Love it. Did Callas play for Borough for a period? Yeah, that's why he's on the list, JK. Yeah, obviously, but I'm just bemused. I don't remember that. Was he on loan? Was he on loan? Fuck knows, mate. No idea. Right, this guy was also seen as somewhat of a prodigy, and apparently, according to the youth uh, geeks, he 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 was he excelled everywhere else, but never for us. Bakuta. Nope. Soldier, sailor, tinker, spy. Tinker. No candlestick maker. Sailor. No, for fuck's sake. Butcher. <laughs> Close. Butcher. No ginger. Hopkin. You're fucking useless. Lewis Baker. Oh god, he scored, didn't he, at the weekend? Yep. There you go. Uh, this chap, Stoke. Stoke. this chap also scored, and there's a family connection with the current squad. I like brothers. Look at they're looking at me. They're looking at me like the blankest faces I've ever seen. Sorry, Dino. I'm not even looking at you. I'm hiding. You're, you're, you're just too ashamed to look at me. Quite right. Dino? Has Gallico got a brother? No. He Dino. has. But not from... Dino? Dino? I said Sterling. Just nope. As... Nope. Um... Uh, he played for Watford for quite a while. Oh. Chalabar. Yes! Dino! Who do you say? Chalabar. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Chalabar. Of course, of course. Anyway, the good news... Oh, no, there's one here that you you won't believe. 
But I'll mm. tell you what, he makes excellent podcasts. He makes excellent podcasts. Sean Chidgy. No. Mm. That's my brother. He yeah. didn't play for Borough. Mm. There's only one of him. A bit like uh, Alec Guinness in Star Wars. Obi-Wan Mikel. For fuck's sake. Yes. Right, that's the ones that you should have got. Oh, no, there's one more. Oh, God. There's one more that you should have got, but might not. And uh, he he comes on these lists quite a lot, JK. Um, uh, I can't think of a clue for him. Oh, dear. Well, like Barnet, but less. Brian Barnet. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Anthony Barnes. Oh, yeah, Barnes. Oh, yeah, bloody hell. Got okay, now... Charlton originally, didn't he? These, these are the right, these are those are the easy ones, right? So these are the really difficult ones. Oh God, Jack Cock. No, uh, this um, guy, this guy. Uh, I mean, you just there's no way you're going to know him. I mean, he's just got the best sounding English name. I mean, he's probably a really strong guy, tough guy, and his first name's Billy. And if he's probably. Not all brains, but all bicep. Billy bicep. That's right. It's Billy bicep. Billy brawn. You f- Billy brawn. I was about to say that. Fuck you. <laughs> Billy brawn played between 1907 and 11. He had 99 <laughs> appearances, 11 uh, goals, England international, 904, two caps. What I always love about these blokes who played in the 30s, they always, you know, say they play for 20s and 30s. They play about 12 games and score 10 goals. Yeah. Do you think? Why did what happen? Why did they leave? I don't know. This, this, well, you know, that's great name though. Um, Billy Braun. Okay, the next guy. His first name is Jeff, and he is not Joss. Jeff Buckley. He, oh, close. Butler. Jeff Butler. Butler. Yeah. And Butler. he played in 1967. Made nine appearances. You've seen him play. I have. Yes. Obviously, he left a deep impression on you. No, he did, actually. He did, because he, he didn't get in the side much. And um, if I remember rightly, he played against us, and the doc bought him um, uh, on, because he was so good, and then he hardly played, and they sold him. Okay. That's my memory of that, because I remember thinking, ooh, ooh he's a, he's a, he's, we bought him because he played well against us. Right. This guy's, this guy's called George, um, but he's not the person that we are not going to sign from Saudi Arabia. George Henderson. That would be him. Uh, 1906 to 1909, 64 appearances, one goal, Scottish International, 1904, one cap. Uh, I mean, Must have been available on the day. As I'm losing the will to live, I'm just going to let you off the hook. Although there's one here, there's two you might know, JK. Yeah. Okay, this guy, who may also, like Andy, be from uh, Ballyclare, like Paddy McNair, uh, so think an Irish name. Yes. Uh, played between 54 and 56. 17 appearances, 12 goals as an England amateur international, four caps, scored a hat-trick on debut in the 6-5 loss to Man United. Wow. <laughs> you might have not, may have, I don't know, 50... He'll have been in the... He'll have been in the... Um, title winning in, side? In the, in the title winning side, yeah. Yeah. 
I must have seen him then. Yeah. Irish name? Um, Paddy Mulligan. No. Who played 1970, of yeah, course. Yeah, so a bit. Um, Seamus O'Connell. Oh, blimey. Blimey. No, I did know of him. Yeah, I, I knew of him. All yeah, right. I'm, uh, there are, uh, I'm just saying there's any that you might have seen. No, that's... that's... Yeah, no, I should have known that one because oh. my dad... My dad talked about him. There's there's one more. There's one yeah. more. Another Irish name. Uh, yeah. One appearance in 1963. Oh. Uh, Errol McNally. No. John O'Rourke. Oh, it's him again. He played for Oxford. Yeah. John O'Rourke. Yeah. Blimey. Right. So the rest of them, so that we can all go to 63. bed. 63. Yes. So we can all go to bed. Oh, Andy Wilson. 23 to 31, uh, 253 appearances, 61 goals, Scotland International, 1920-23, 12 caps, 13 goals. Now, his son Jimmy played for Chelsea Reserves between 47 and 50. Uh, Jimmy Windridge, 1905 to 11, 152 appearances, 58 goals, England International, 1908 to 1909, 8 caps, 7 goals. First player to score a hat-trick for Chelsea. Now, there's a quiz question for the future that you should all remember. Who was the first player to score a hat-trick for Chelsea? And you'll go, ah, oh, it'll be Jimmy Windridge, you'll say. Jimmy Windridge. Yeah. And now we have Bobby Atherton, who was a reserve in between 1906 and 1907. Welsh International, nine caps, two goals. Uh, joined the Merchant Navy in World War One, and his ship, SS Britannia, was sunk by a U-boat in the English Channel. He's commemorated on Tower Hill Memorial, London. How about that? Was uh, he related to Michael Atherton? I don't believe so, no. Um, Stuart Davidson, World War One guest, 1916. Assistant manager, 1939-57. to 57, Scotland International, 1921. One cap. And last, but by no means least, Sidney Ford, who played for us between 1906 and 1907. Now, I have to say, you didn't do badly... I mean, I know I gave you a few clues, but I, th- I don't. I, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad at all. I'll give you that. So there you go. Dean, Dean's looking absolutely flummoxed. You, you look shell shocked, Dean. Having this is the first time you've had to experience they played for both, isn't it? Well, it's usually on Friday, so I wasn't yeah. expecting. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, uh, great fun as always. Uh, now I should thank at this juncture the lovely Paul Carter, and uh, mention in particular his website, stamford-bridge.com. You can find Paul on Twitter at Stamford underscore bridge and check out, while you're there, the Chelsea Heritage Group, which is uh, chelseaheritagepartnership.com. The article I was talking about, written by Tim Rolls, is up there at the moment. And they are on Twitter at CFC underscore heritage. There we go. Well, that has kind of whizzed by tonight. Uh, That's about all we've got time for, obviously. Um... For those of you going up to Smog Town tomorrow night, uh, have a good one. I hope you uh, enjoy it and stay safe and don't get too cold and see us win handsomely. Uh, we will be back on Friday for the preview show to talk all about that and also talk about or look ahead to Saturday's match against Fulham. And uh, obviously JK will be joining me, as will the Housewife's Choice, also known as Mr Clayton Beerman should he remember. I feel compelled to remind him, so I will tomorrow. Is it Saturday, children, not Sunday? 12.30 kick-off Saturday, isn't it? Well done, mate. 12.30. 12.30. 12.30. So there we go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. if I, I, 
I should probably drive up, which is a bit annoying because, of course, 12.30 kickoff affords you the opportunity to get... What's the word, JK? I know. Absolutely battered, battered for the entire battered. afternoon. How will you do that, Chich? Well, I'm not going to because I'm going to drive up because I've got shit to do on Sunday. So uh, I'm going to avoid the pubs in the afternoon. But I shall enjoy uh, watching Fulham and Chelsea play on Saturday. So there you go. Uh, now, in off the post, uh, if you want your email or any other message or tweet to be read out on the show, then let me have them. The email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. Now, annoyingly, because this is somewhat of a busy week uh, for, I mean, we've got the match tomorrow. I've got to do something on Wednesday evening. Uh, and I fear I, I, I should be knack. I've got a lot on this week, so I don't think it's going to happen this week. I'm really sorry. We'll try next week, I promise, because otherwise we're going to have so many emails backlogged that it'll be a two-parter. So there we go. Apologies, JK, but I, I just can't do it this week. Too much on. Don't you worry yourself. Dad. I won't. I won't. I won't. Now, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stamford Chidge, JK at Jonathan Kidd, and, of course, the legend that is Dean Mears at Dean Mears. Dino, great to see you, mate. Looking well. Yeah, likewise. Always a pleasure. Indeed. And... Uh, and good luck with the... Uh, well, yeah, when 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 we getting our next went, went to Mo King's Meadow? Uh, we're back next week because Chelsea are back playing West Ham on Sunday. Marvellous. You going? Yeah, I'll be there. Mm. Fake up. Very quickly, um, Sam Kerr, dreadful news. Yeah, I just spoke to um, your old friend Aaron Paul. Oh, really? Radio London, uh, just before I came on. Oh, nice one. Out Sam Kerr, but yeah, um, just out jogging. They're in Morocco actually, doing warm weather training. Uh, just jogging, no contact, ACL gone. How the fuck do you do your ACL jogging? Yeah, I'm not sure, but hopefully it's not a severe. I think they've they come in three grades. Yeah, grade one is not as severe as grade three, obviously. Uh, so we're hoping that you know because she's at the moment missing the Olympics, where she was oh. going to be the flag bearer for Australia. I mean, she's huge out there. Yeah. Um, football. Um, yeah, really sad. Um, obviously, no more games under Emma Hayes for her. Yeah. Potentially, no more games for Chelsea because her contract is up. Oh, no. It's but, awful. So, yeah. I mean, her fiance's just moved to West Ham uh, for 18 months, I think. So, we're expecting her to stay. Uh, but the injury, you know, could change all that. Oh, man. It's just tragic for her, personally. But... Also for us, I'm glad I had the opportunity to see you today. Actually, I've been dying to ask you this, but uh, mate, keep up the great work with Went to Mo Kings Meadow. It's fantastic what you do, and e- even more so the fanzine. As as I said earlier on, you know, 250 issues that DJ's done. So, uh, you know, no pressure, Dean. That's all I'm saying. You could do five a week. Only <laughs> 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 if you fund it, JK. Yeah, oh, ah. There we go. I'm I'm I've, I'm on went to Mo King's Meadows Patreon. Yeah, JK's gone very quiet. Then hasn't he? It's almost like he's ignoring what we said. Nothing in the slightest. I, I I'm uh, I'm intrigued as to how I could help. I'll um I'll uh, I'll have to speak to my people. Yeah, speak to his agent. Dino, yeah. mate, lovely to see you as always. Been great fun tonight. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it as always. And Mr. Kid. Uh, and- Always great to see you. I mean, and again, thank you so much for your hospitality on Saturday. I really enjoyed it. It's lovely, uh, lovely sitting next to somebody who you, you know you're great mates with watching the game. Really, it, it kind of makes it. I don't know. It adds something to it. I think you know. I miss it is that fun, isn't it? Yes, I do agree. Yeah, I do. 
Oh, I used to like the old days when I'd sit with Dr. Moore in gate 17 until my sister threatened to divorce him when he gave up his ticket like a dick. <laughs> but there you go. I don't know. But I, I randomly occasionally get people who sit next to me and go, oh, you're Chidge, I listen to your show. And I go, my God, do you sure you want to sit next to me for the next 90 minutes? How can, how can they tell? Is it because you, you stand up occasionally and... and uh... And lose it. Is it that? Um, possibly. I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. I think they'd recognise me. But I don't know why they would. I don't like banding my picture around too much. But having said that, you did the other day. So whatever. Uh, it's been great fun tonight. I've loved, loved seeing you both. Uh, like doing the show, as always. You people in Mixler have been massively hilarious and entertaining as well. Love seeing you in there. You stay safe. Uh, thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chill. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.